There once was a man named Gold Roger, who was king of the pirates. He had fame, power, and wealth beyond your wildest dreams. Before they hung him from the gallows, these were his final words he said. My fortune is yours for the taking, but you'll have to find it first. I left everything I own in one piece. Ever since, pirates from all over the world set sail for the Grand Line, searching for one piece, the treasure that would make their dreams come true. everyone and welcome to the one piece podcast today we're joined with a special guest sukento hi hi um and we are discussing four kid the four kids dub and that's all we're discussing in this podcast um <laughs> we're giving this uh, opportunity for him to finish his top 10 list that you may have originally seen on um youtube and also going over what four kids has done to in the one piece world and we have a lot to go over um i want to thank uh i, I want to introduce who's also going to be here to ask questions and you know comment on what we're talking about a uh, fire crouch yo ho ho exactly um <laughs> and chibi goku hey yeah um so it's just it's just us four and we're going to be talking about um the we're going to be talking about the four kids edits we're going to start with the top 10 list uh, remember, you can check us out at OnePiecePodcast.com. You can email us at OnePiecePodcast at gmail.com or Skype us at OnePiecePodcast. If you have any questions for Sukento for the future, he'll be joining us in future episodes to talk about four kids and a lot of other stuff, hopefully, um, as a contributor. So um, with that, I think we're going to get into the four kids list. So we'll be right back. Welcome back, everyone. Um, we're going to start talking about the top ten list of the worst parts of uh, the worst edits, I guess, four kids did. Um, most of these were taken off of YouTube and stuff because of uh, licensing issues, I guess, or uh, legal issues, I guess. But we're just talking about it, so I, I'm sure there's nothing wrong with that. Um, the last two have never been released in this list, so this is an exclusive for the One Piece podcast. Um, and Ed could, would have joined us, but he is currently in the dungeon. Um, yeah, he got edited out. <laughs> yeah, he's gonna want me to. He he got a. He okay, drank too okay. much water. Yeah. He uh, drank too much water. <laughs> anyway, um, so I'm gonna get started. the The number ten worst thing I I would put this higher on my list, but uh, I'm I'm sure you had explanations. Was the the background music, the ending, and the opening theme. So, what was your reasoning behind it, and what exactly was wrong with the four kids dub with all of this? Well, 
what was wrong <laughs> with uh, <laughs> what was wrong with the music? Well, I think one of the main problems was it was basically recycled music from all of Four Kids' other types of music. Oh. If you listen to the music that they put in Yu-Gi-Oh or whatever filler music they put in for Pokemon or, or whatever other dub you can think of, it sounded exactly the same in One Piece. I, I don't really get why they had to go ahead and remove what was basically orchestrated music. Um, apparently, Alcon's a uh, basic uh, ideal was that Western audiences wouldn't be able to get it, <laughs> which really kind of bugged me considering the fact that I don't see how kids can't understand a song about going on a journey. and, and uh, <laughs> Or classical music. Great classical music. Yes. I mean, we had Looney Tunes. Feel like oh. that yeah. Oh but then there's yeah. a there's an inconsistent statement about One Piece's music because later on I can't remember which interview it was, but there was a statement given the reason why the music was uh, replaced was because oh they couldn't properly edit in after they uh, edited the material because it would no longer yeah. sync up, and they used that as an excuse. It doesn't matter. Like it has a, it has a whole library. That, I mean, four kids. I mean, if, they can still edit the music. But I heard uh, the other thing is this is just speculation. But I mean. I don't need speculation to know that there's probably truth to this, that, you know, every time when they have their own music playing on TV, they get royalties off of that. And I think um, yeah. Flexino said that. And it makes sense. I mean, Gen Fukunaga, he actually admitted, like, that's the thing I like about Funimation is they'll admit things. And he even said, like, you know, we got royalties every time, you know, our, our you know, synthesized music played in Dragon Ball Z. And yeah. so that's probably part of it, too. I mean, think about it. I mean, 4Kids has their own music production studio, but... It's a good way to make extra money. You just have a bunch of music looping around. It's recycled, basically part, recycled parts of other music. I mean, it's a perfect da, way to da, make extra da, 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 da. Yeah. And, there were and it no never pl- stops. Yeah, it never. No, that's the thing is, you know, whenever, when, for some reason, when 4Kids makes music for their original shows, it's, you know, it's actually kind of good. But for some reason, when it's, you know, for shows they don't, oh, like anime, it's just not there to be entertaining. It's just there I've... to appeal to Western audiences. I've actually on Ninja Turtles, uh, the Ninja Turtles cartoon. They've I've actually heard them reuse some recycled music. Um, it wouldn't be nearly as bad if it wasn't recycled. I mean, the the music in One Piece, it's not. T- I mean, there are times where I like some of it, but like I said, it just goes on and on and on, and it's not that original. And you know, it's just recycled from other you know from other you know shows. You know, yeah. you know what really. Su- you know what really... Uh, well, let's well, okay. talk a little, sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, it's okay. That's all. Uh, another problem is really how the music, they place it. Uh, if you look at it, a lot of scenes will call for serious music or just moments of silence, and they'll be playing completely different music that has absolutely no feel for the scene at all. Yeah, I, I definitely have noticed that in your yeah, videos. They had a perfect opportunity to make music. I mean, the way it was edited, like, there were some jarring edits where, you know, it was, the episode was completely different. They had some perfect opportunities to make music that actually fit the scene, but they obviously didn't. Yeah. Um, I didn't watch the show enough to know. I mean, like I said, I mean, it wasn't as, I mean, I don't, first of all, I'd always rather have the original music there, um, but, you know, if it's a company's decision to put in new music, that, I mean, I don't have a problem with that as long as it's at least good and it fits. I mean, I like, oh, go on. 
I mean, I, I know I personally, you know, if, you know, Digimon Savers, you know, I would have had the, rather had the original music. What's the point? But I mean, at least the music that put in was at least good, and they had silent moments. I don't mind. Well, um, more recently, I noticed like with uh, Dinosaur King and Yu Yu Five Ds, they've been using uh, they've been leaving silence alone and actually inserting silence. And yeah, four kids is improving. Uh, Dinosaur King actually uses uh, original like the original music, but not always in the proper spot. And I noticed this on a couple occasions on Five Ds as well. Someone said they kept uh, a piece of music uh, actually in the right spot somewhere on Five Ds. I don't remember where the. Can't we about to say something? Yeah. What's funny okay. is that when they first started with Pokemon, they left a lot of the original music in. It was great. But, but then it got to the point where they started taking more liberties with that. And once they've started making more money off of that series, they realized, hey, we can make more money by just uh, not using their music and just producing our own music. I mean, I don't really care about Pokemon, so they could do whatever they want with that. But One Piece is One Piece. (laughs) You know what's so funny about Pokemon, though, is like one of the movie dubs that they did, they left in the Japanese song intact. I forget. And they changed the theme song, and I mean... One of the reasons they changed theme songs, too, is obviously, you know, commercial time is different. I mean, that's why I originally changed Naruto. It wasn't just to appeal to American audiences. But, you know, all, that was weird. Pokemon, they left in some of the background music. And obviously, that's the thing I like about Japanese cartoons is they they have fully orchestrated music a lot of times. They it's just don't great, have this, yeah. I they mean, just yeah. Have this synthesized. that often. I love some of this music from Pokemon. I think there was one video I think Pirate Beck put on where he took... Um, some some sad theme from Pokemon, which I think it was from the first episode where Pikachu gets beat up, and they synced it to the uh, Funimation. Okay. Arlong Park. Yeah, yeah, See? yeah. They synced it up. They synced it up to Luffy coming out of the rubble. Like Kento, you've seen that, right? Yeah. That was a great video, and the music matched up really well. Why couldn't four kids do that? <laughs> you know, that was when they lost. They lost Pokemon too. You know, they don't even own Pokemon anymore. Really? Um, well, I heard there was like there was actually some tension between Nintendo and them, anyway. So but what yeah. they did was yeah. they basically sold the rights back to Nintendo, who now basically has full control of the whole thing. Well, yeah. no, they didn't uh, sell the rights back to Nintendo. They actually let the license uh, lapse for whatever reason. I don't know why though. You know, and that's just One Piece music itself. I mean, Dragon Ball Z, yes, I've, you know, obviously the music, music for, you know, Dragon Ball Z original is a lot better than what Funimation put in, but, you know, I at least... Bruce Falconer. Yeah, I mean, it, Bruce, I mean, it was pretty bad, but, I mean, there were some things I, I mean, at least I think, the thing about the music in that, at least it was distinctive. One Piece wasn't nearly as distinctive. You knew Dragon Ball Z music when you heard it. The only music yeah. I really couldn't stand was GT, but, and, yeah, so well, I yeah. could... I could. I was okay with the Bruce Falcon thing. I, the only thing I really liked was the Majin Buu thing. But like One Piece, I mean, regardless of whether it's you know the being true to the original or not, and regardless of just anime soundtracks in general, One Piece is one of the best um, OSTs I've ever heard for anything ever. Yes, yeah, it's true. Um, and it, drag. Yeah. Are we gonna I, say? You could go on, Sukento. Sorry. Oh no, no, no! I, I was just agreeing with you guys. Okay. Um. Any any other. Comments on how they massacred the background music to One Piece. What about the theme songs? You can't. Uh, oh yeah. Kenta didn't go oh, yeah. theme song. Let's go in the theme song. Oh boy, this one's a doozy. Yeah. <laughs> it's part I mean, of number ten. Should we talk 10. about the first version that four gets wanted to use, or do whatever you'd like? So right. uh Yeah, it's up to him. <laughs> I'll, I'll give a little background history for those who don't know. Originally, when Four Kids was, I think they were trying to show off. 
what their dub would be like if they had the license to the series. I think that was before they actually got a hold of it. Well, well Sekunto, uh, uh, um, but there was also an ending dub that Four Kids produced uh, for it. Memories. I had no so, idea. About that. Yeah, there it was on the Spanish dub. Uh, it was the only version I used it. It wasn't made by Four Kids. It was based on the Four Kids. Though. I think Toy Animation yeah. just yeah, it was sent, it was based off the Four Kids song the yeah, ending. It, Toy so Animation was, just sent that to Latin America because it was easier to translate from English. Um, yeah, I'm sorry I interrupted. Yeah. That's all right. Um, basically, what they did was they gave their own translation for "We Are." It and was great. The the lyrics weren't a hundred percent, but it was actually a, a, an honest effort, at least. Uh, we got basically all the scenes that were left there, albeit Sanji still had like something in place of his cigarette. <laughs> <laughs> It's like a sure cane lollipop or something. Yeah, that's that's what I thought it looked like, and I'm pretty sure Smoker's cigars were taken out. Um, Actually, no, Smoker's cigars were left in that version. You know, I I, the, the video was still on there. What happened was, I think it was just when they got the One Piece, and they showed off One Piece at the licensing convention in New York in 2004, and they showed their dub of We Are, and that's what and it's on YouTube or somewhere. We got to put that in the episode somewhere. That's what happened. Well, we can yeah. put it on the website if we find it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, basically, they did that whole We Are, and it seemed like, you know what? This might not be bad if the dub ends up like this. Right. And then, I guess a year or a few months later, we end up getting the pirate rap. <laughs> gotta go, <laughs> gotta go! <laughs> I call it the bubblegum rap. Okay, we don't have to sing. <laughs> you know what the worst part is, is that, you know, I've talked to people that hate the four kids up, and they said, I mean, the rap was the only good part of the show. I mean, that's the thing. It's a, it, I, I, it's a terrible song. It's really Can't stupid, but at least it's catchy, but you don't want that song. It's <laughs> it, such it's a great show. Yeah. Catchy. It's the kind of catchy that you want to get it out of your head, but you just can't. Right. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's, yeah, I, I hate those songs. Take it There's some... There's some interview I saw on Anime News Network that, you know, that was when Al Khan, you know, was trying to be friendly with, I think it was him reaching out to anime fans. He did an interview with ANN in 2005, I think. Right. And when One Piece came up, he, I think he said two things. He said, is there going to be uncut One Piece? And he said, yeah, maybe in seven years to not compete with uh, the dub we have now. And then they asked, like, why'd you do the rap song? I said, oh, I thought, you know, that, you know, American kids would like it more. And they said, we thought it was fun. We liked the idea. We thought it was a fun little song. Um, well, there you go. I know... F- I think yeah, four kids. I think it, I don't know if it's still on iTunes. They had a couple of other One Piece songs they did themselves, and they were all nothing like we are. But they were better, I thought, than the four kids the rap. The rap, and they went with the worst. And they did like I think, uh, be a pirate, and you can't turn the tide. Those were those are the two things. And they they um, I wouldn't want them as theme songs, but you know they were at least as songs themselves. They were better than the rap. That reminds me, you can't turn the tide was like randomly in one of the Alabasta episodes. Oh yeah. I found that I found very interesting. They didn't want to really put in any insert songs, yet they went ahead and made their own that had absolutely no point to being included at all. Uh, yeah, just, I don't understand it either. <laughs> I think they. I think I saw one promo when I was saw on Saturday mornings. Like they had the four kids band uh, do a song about you know some One Piece. I know I have to find it on YouTube. It's like 
Some it had something to do with friendship and finding treasure or something. I don't fucking know. It was fucking stupid. <laughs> anyway, um, I think we've thoroughly. I don't think there's very much left to go over except that yes. they massacred the One Piece music. Um, <laughs> so um, we're gonna we're gonna go right into Luffy, I guess, which is number nine. Uh, Sukenta, why did you choose Luffy as number nine? I guess would be the question. Okay. It let's let me put it this way. When you hear yes. <laughs> very freaking often, you're going to want to kill yourself. I think one of the biggest problems that I had with Luffy was that they took the whole simple-mindedness of Luffy and pushed it even further. Like, they made <laughs> outright completely stupid. Yes. Like, any time that called for a serious moment, even when Luffy's... Uh, a, character was animated to have a straight face and uh, be completely serious some goofy line would come out yeah and yeah, uh, yeah. one of yeah. one of the things that i didn't get to touch up on in the video uh that a lot of people have asked me about mainly because i didn't have access to the episode at the time but i think one of the biggest one of the biggest problems that i had was where Luffy's fighting against Crocodile. Oh, and God. Crocodile <laughs> makes the sand underneath him. Oh. Cave in, and, and it's basically a big, uh, uh, sand pit there. It's a toilet. And Luffy's <laughs> has to be, it's like a giant toilet! <laughs> I remember that. I do, I do not. I'm, I'm glad desert, I don't remember that. You'll be desert doo doo. Exactly. He said that? Yes. Was it Crocodile or Luffy said that? It was Crocodile who, who called him Desert Doo-Doo. <laughs> Beautiful. I like the way uh, Crocodile son, somewhat kind of didn't really stab Luffy, but just hit him and had him hanging on his hook. Yeah. He, then on the next episode, it was like he was upside down or something. I don't remember. Yeah. What he did was he paralyzed him. Hold, held him upside down on his hook in a real awkward angle. And he just, I guess, dangled there. Yes. It, it was Orchid's really weird. Because Orchid's we, see, really... we, we yeah. see Luffy standing up in the scene, and then in the next one, he's upside down. <laughs> Orchid's really went out. Yeah, four kids really went out of their way to um, to censor it in the most odd ways. Yeah, at but least yeah. do what Dragon Ball Z did with edits like that, you know. But we'll get up to that. I, when I we get up to that. Dragon Ball Z. I, I mean, as you know, I, I cringe when I watch that Ocean dub, but it was still. I personally think it was better handled than One Piece. At least, we'll, we'll at least get, get to that. We'll, we'll get to that yeah. when uh, it's on the list. Sorry. Well, yes. With with, I want to touch up on that. I noticed with Dragon Ball Z. Funimation kind of did the same thing with Goku, where they yeah they took the whole he's naive he's a he's a mountain boy who doesn't really know better. Uh, he's basically a mountain hick. <laughs> yes. So they went ahead and took this idea and said, you know what, he's a moron. Let's push that. And I I got the same impression seeing that when I saw Luffy from the Four Kids stuff. I mean, it, I think it it's was, worse in the four kids, but oh, oh, it's definitely worse. Yeah, 
No, I'm, it's weird. Like when Funimation started doing the dub themselves, they kind of went the other way around. Like they made Goku even more, even more heroic. Where it kind of, it's yes. like okay, you're 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 improving, but there's this, you're still not balancing it right. And like, the voice still... too, I guess. Wait, wait, I mean, it's wait, the different voice actors. With Goku, he was basically the dumb superhero. Yeah. Uh, for Funimation. Yeah. And mm. then. Which works it, in marketing, if you think about it. Unfortunately. <laughs> it's America in Goku. Yeah, well, at least when they get to Dragon Ball Kai, I mean, Funimation's changed by now. Once they get to Dragon Ball Kai, they're going to be more faithful. I talked to Adam Sheehan about this. They're not, you know, they've learned from their lessons, unlike, you know, the other company. <laughs> and that, that's, that's the unique thing that I noticed. With Funimation, they were, they were notorious back when they started with Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z. They had a really poor reputation. A lot of people would often name them not so Funimation. <laughs> Oh, I remember that. <laughs> and, and of course, the whole uh, what the HFIL w- was a popular joke back in the day. <laughs> anyway, we're, we're getting a little off topic here. Um, if or, Is there anything else about Luffy, or did that cover it? The voice itself. Yeah. No, that's the thing. I mean, yeah, they just they didn't make a bad version of Luffy. They just took Luffy and just dumped him down. Yeah. You know? Right. Yeah. Dumped him. Anyway, um,. Let's go into number eight, and that is unnecessary editing, since we were talking about that for the most part. Um, (laughs) So, Kento, go into your explanation. All right. Unnecessary editing would be taking things that really have no need to be edited out. For example, if there was any text that was written in plain English, it would be written out. For example, Sanji is grocery shopping. And in his arms, he's holding a can of coffee that says coffee on it. Well, <laughs> unfortunately, coffee is taboo to four kids. <laughs> they, they... I read somewhere, I don't remember where, but, well, I'm saying that a lot. Um, I remember reading something about, like, four kids said uh, it was because they want to market to other countries that aren't English, so they pre-edited oh, it. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, my God. The truth behind that, uh, but more, but more with other edits. What they did was any kind of typical anime symbols that you would see, like a surprise mark uh, flashing over someone's head, or a sweat drop, or a big vein popping up. That stuff would be removed. And I think one of the one of the funniest nonsensical edits that I had seen was where uh, Sanji Usopp Chopper. Are, are having a big ass pillow fight, and one whacks Vivi in the forehead, and they edit out like the little blush that that was on her forehead from from the hit. I remember, I, think, I remember that scene, and I remember I remember when on your video you showed that. I think there are reasons for all these edits, but they're not justifiable. It's like they they really it's like Four Kids has a specialized editing team, and you get the feeling. Like, there are things where they edit in one episode, and the same thing I've seen in the next episode, and it's not edited. And you get the feeling exactly. where they switched out editors. Like, it's not being ed- It's like there's a lack of communication between whoever's editing it, and they get a bunch of people on there. I don't understand it. And there's, so- I mean, there's a lot more that Kento hasn't covered. There's so much more. You have to go through the Brave Host guide oh, to God, see all of yeah. these oh, things. Oh, God, you know, I'm so glad that uh, One cover- Piece isn't uh, animated by TMS. Yeah. The, 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 yeah. Uh, another one that I that I had noticed, uh, it was the fight with Crocodile, the final fight, I believe. Crocodile oh. was coming down from the sky, 
and four kids went ahead and saturated the entire the entire portion where he's falling. Like That's the sad. the entire screen went to a sort of grayscale kind of thing, rather than being slightly in color. Well, at least Do you, we don't have to live with that that much longer. Do you guys remember in the first episode where Luffy pops out of the barrel in the original one when he wakes up, his mouth I is wide so. open. I don't know why four kids edited. Basically, what happened was in the episode to make his mouth look at it, he's the way they did. When Luffy yeah. pops out of the barrel, he's basically yawning and and uh, shouting that he had a great nap. In the original, in the four kids one, he just bursts out of the barrel and has his big stretched face and a big grin, like one big line for for his lips. What the hell? I didn't. Let I didn't me know let me explain this. Um. If in every four kids dub, uh, after a while, I don't know when this started, but they started editing lip flaps to match the dub lip, like the dub syncing. Right? Oh, really? Oh, they're they're oh, very yeah. thorough. That's so ridiculous. that's why you see that. That's never gonna work. <laughs> you know what's uh, funny when you talk about the text things? It's like I, when I I watched Viva Pinata the first season, and I noticed the only text in that entire show is the logo and the credits. When you see them walking towards buildings and signs, there is no text; it's just pictures. And yeah. at least it's you know their own show, but it it's kind of weird. It's like I first saw it, and it's like you're talking down to kids. I don't get it. I, I think one of the funniest things that I had seen was in a Yu-Gi-Oh episode. Uh, a taxi had the word taxi written off of it, like just digitally altered off of it. I'm glad they're doing their jobs. (laughs) And then they step outside of the taxi cab and they look ahead of them and there's an aquarium. The original, it said aquarium, but instead they replaced it with a bunch of pictures of fish. Well, it's, it's, I think you were talking about it the other day, um, Firecrouch. It's, that they're aiming for an audience that is much younger than, yeah, I guess, no, the reading age. <laughs> no, like, no, in, in Japan and I think all over the world, the, the main audience for One Piece is like 8 to 14-year-old boys. And I think in Al- for 3 to 11, you said. Yeah, I, Alcon, I mean, it, it's, it crosses over, but it seems like in addition to aiming for that audience, they, they dumbed it down so it's even more pandering and condescending than the average 6 to 11-year-old show, the kind of stuff on Cartoon Network and Nickelodeon. And then something, even yeah, something. Oh, yeah, I want to also bring this up because I, because uh, we haven't discussed this cookies. Oh, the rice. Well, no, that wasn't a necessary. I mean, that that uh, the thing is, I mean, uh, none of the edits were necessary, but at least that one made sense. It's either it's too violent or oh, it's a cultural. Oh no, 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 no! It's just the way they edited it. It was so inconsistent. Yeah. So I th- these. Oh, oh. Uh, yeah. Can I cover that one? Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. yeah. Okay. What happened was. In that scene where Zoro's uh, rice balls were originally stomped on by Helmeppo, uh, it's all crumbled up, and when he's given it, he eats it, and of course it's covered in dirt. In the four kids scene, it was they were, the rice balls were replaced with cookies. Uh, Helmeppo still stomps on them, and as, when we see them on the floor, they're all crumbled up. But when it's also Zoro, were recovered when Zoro, the brown too, so. Sorry. When Zoro asks Luffy to feed him the cookies, they're entirely intact when he gives them to him. Yeah, I think oh. that's consistent. What are you talking about? No, they're that's <laughs> not consistent. It's called a joke. That's where this that's where like the edits that, you know, would would make sense that don't do it well, but the ones that, you know, look ridiculous, they're very thorough, like the hammer gun and 
That's the thing. That's the thing I covered is like, you know, obviously there are three types of edits that make sense. One where, you know, it's it's too, you know, violent or racy or religious. I think, no, there's two. It's like too racy for Saturday morning. And the other is just cultural things. And obviously the, you know, the cultural stuff, you know, that's not really necessary. The only thing I think is necessary is just risque stuff. But then like Sukento is saying, there's like all these edits that don't make sense unless you work on the inside and they cover more categories than what we're covering right now. So right. that's basically, yeah. And the other thing I want to say, it's like, you see this, the pandering of four kids. I mean, all the most successful cartoons, they appeal to all ages. And that's in, in Japan. One piece appeals to everyone, like all ages, all sexes, four kids. They went only for their target audience, which is stupid. I mean, SpongeBob, I mean, it's a kid's show. 40% of the people that watch it are adults. It's terrible. You know? Yeah. Anyway, um, is that it for unnecessary editing? I'm sure we could go on all day of that. Oh yes. Um, the next, the next number seven is one that I feel like, to me, was probably one of the worst things they've done, and there's a lot to it, and that's the puns and jokes that four kids have uh, been very fond of. Uh, Sukento, you want to go into the reasoning why seven? Peru was a lucky ducky. <laughs> <laughs> You dance faster when you're on alabaster. I think the biggest problem I had when I noticed all these puns specifically was when Mr. Three was introduced. Oh, you mean you mean when Mr. Three was introduced like three sagas later than he was supposed yeah, to be? Yeah, you know, I, I was gonna add on in the four kids dub. <laughs> the very first lines of his happens to be, uh. It I I just it was raining cats and dogs outside. I just stepped in a huge poodle. <laughs> he made a skunk joke. Do you remember the skunk joke? Oh, Ed is uh, throning. <laughs> um. Yeah. No. I. That's. I can't even go into that. I don't know like, why. Uh, yeah, yeah. Keep going. What What's funny is that uh, a lot of people don't get that in the Japanese version they do make puns every now and then. There's no, there's no doubt about it. Uh, like in the most recent one, like you guys were talking about, uh, about how <laughs> Luffy mentions that his, uh, his balls are called Kintama, and the Amazon, I'll, I'll take it as uh, literally being uh, golden balls. Uh, that's a kind, that's a kind of pun that you would hear in the Japanese version. Uh, but whereas in the four kids dub, they went ahead and pushed it. They pushed the envelope completely. They went ahead and drove it on to the point where they made it uh, a, a trait for at least one character to just say nothing but puns. I, no, I, they didn't want, you know, in one the Japanese version, they weren't written in. They were actually part of visual jokes, those puns. Right. Let me give you a quick example since I have this in front of me and I want to contribute a little. Um, we have an episode list from four kids and we have such titles for episodes as The Circus Comes to Town. Um, we also got The Perfect Plan. Recipe for Disaster, referring to the Barate arc. Um, the Scrub in the Shrub, uh, that I'm guessing is the uh, Boxman one. That um, monkey needs to be put back in his cage. King of the bus boys. Get it, Monkey D. Luffy. I I, I get it. Oh, Pearl Jam. <laughs> That's a lawsuit. Blitzkrieg. <laughs> <laughs> oh. 
They're just so great, aren't they? I mean, I, I can't I can't even stop with these great. Oh. I, I didn't know oh. they called it Misty Peak instead of Whiskey Peak. I guess I guess the idea oh, of whiskey itself is is too much for them. Well, that uh, one. At, at least that's an that edit. Sense. Yeah. That, yeah that at, le- at least, at least it made sense. Um. Oh yeah, there was another necessary that I remember. Oh, remember, brother! Uh, when Ace was introduced. I'm sorry. I'm gonna be interrupting with these titles. As they you remember when uh, Zoro was playing with Sanji's lollipop back when Four Kids was almost done with their version? That was another unnecessary edit. You guys remember that? Doing? All dried with- up in what? Alabasta. What was it, Kento? Were you about to say? Now, what are you doing with Sanji's lollipop? I want to see what oh. it's made. <laughs> yeah, they edited where they made their own. Yeah. No, what what happened was he was polishing his sword originally. It's basically a cotton swab that he's holding on to, and they pretty much edited it to look like he was whacking his sword with a lollipop. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Yep. <laughs> Episode seventy five, King Nacked. That's a, that's the other thing of one piece. It, it that- was the king. Yes. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that was the thing with One Piece is that when you first see it, it just looks like, you know, it's a it's a different kind of action comedy. But when you actually see it, there's more in the action comedy. With four kids, they just completely turned it into action comedy. Nothing in between. That was the problem. All the Especially- kings, man. If you yes. want to call that comedy. Yes. Hook, hook, lie, and sinker. They had to put comedy where there was originally no comedy in the most retarded ways. Uh, I Another example that I really noticed was the whole Arlong calling humans P-humans. Oh, and, I love that. And of course, Luffy goes ahead and tells him, you stink and we smell normal. <gasps> what was that original? I know it was a, it was an even worse insult. Like it was, it was pretty racism. much. racism. They were, they were mimicking racism in the whole thing. Yeah. Basically, basically Arlong was, was asking Luffy, uh, what the difference between humans and, uh, and, and fishmen were, and he was basically pointing out the different things that fishmen had, like webbing in between their hands. Yeah, and it was funnier. Bell of the Brawl. Oh. The thief with the heart of gold, referring to Nami. Oh. Also called Plight of the Navigator. <laughs> ah, another one that I want to bring up regarding the unnecessary uh, jokes and whatnot. Yeah. Uh, whenever Usopp was being criticized for being a coward. The dub had some kind of thing with having Zoro, or I'm sorry, Zolo, as they called him, uh, go ahead and make animal noises. He, oh, he, he I remember that. <laughs> what episode was that? Uh, it was one of the Arlong. early episodes. It was an Arlong. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, it was an Arlong, and then uh, against Mr. One, he he barks like a dog. Because uh, Mr. One calls him uh, calls him a dog or something. So, so he's and, there. With, yeah. he's, he's there with the three swords, and you hear him just go woof woof. Beautiful. Oh yeah, Zoro was like one of the only things people liked about uh, that that uh, that dub. Like everyone, like as far as his voice and the way he acted, it was like the, all the puns that yeah, ruined but what about it. Woof woof. What? That doesn't sound good at all. <laughs> well, it, it's more like he was putting up with a lot of crap that Four Kids was making him do. It's like, what? 
this is just a paycheck. This is just yeah. a paycheck. Yeah, Mark <laughs> Di- I, I get the feeling Mark Dyson liked what he was doing, but it, exactly, he was just putting up with it. He did it. He did what he had to do. I think all the actors want to do. Incidentally, we'd love them all to come on the podcast. Yes. At least um, to ask them what this was all like. Yeah, they're they're all they're all good actors. It sucks. Yeah. That, I mean, it sucks that fans might see them and think like this is how they really act, but they don't. They're they're good actors. I'm, I'm just... sure these voice actors don't go around, especially Usopp's. I'm going to say acting like they do. Jason Griffith. Actually, I, I think Jason Griffith is the only kind of example that's that's kind of uh, out there. Ah, um, oh. uh, yeah, the... His voice acting has kind of uh, – what's the word I want to use? It's it's mainly been a little varied there, but we're, we're getting off topic. There was – especially in Arlong, it varied. Like there were scenes where they actually were kept the integrity of the scene there. Like the, some of the serious scenes like with Nami talking to the villagers. And then the next scene, they have a fight scene where, it's com- where Zoro's fighting Hachi and it's completely ruined by – all these puns, like, I'm going to slice you up like sushi. You can walk the walk, but you can't talk the talk. It would just go back and forth. And I under- I don't understand it. It was like you had a serious scene before. You kept intact what happened. And One Piece is able to do that kind of jarring thing so well. You know, I don't know why the original one was able to do that kind of comedy, drama, seriousness thing well. Four kids just, they exaggerated it and did they it. They suck know, at it. Yeah, they I'm, sucked at it. Two more examples from the Alabasta art. I think... These two stood out with a lot of people. Was when, uh, was when, I believe Sanji was trying to invite Vivi into his into his bed in the original version, uh, and then Usopp goes in and chucks his pillow at him. In the four kids dub, uh, v- you hear Vivi say, "You switched beds," and he's saying, "I didn't want you to get no cooties or nothing." Yes, yes, you had that video on too. And of course, Usopp chucks his pillow, and you hear him go, Who put you on cootie duty? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, that might be all I could take on this. (laughs) You know what's funny? When the the dub was actually airing in production, like, I I hated it, but now that it's done, I'm actually finding this funny. That's the worst part. Oh, yeah, at least least we don't have to put up with this anymore. Yeah, that's the thing. It's just a a bad memory we can laugh at. Until until Nelvana wants to license some random... Big time. Oh uh, no! But as long as what? As long as you know, yeah, yeah. As long as a, a as long you know, fun, considering it's on TV, you know, One Piece seems to be doing well. As long as Funimation's doing a good job with it, I think Toy Animation's going to keep renewing the license with them. Right. Um, okay. Um, I think we're going to take a little break and let you listen to the good music of One Piece um, while we get things set up for number six, number five, and number four, and then we'll do number three and the never before heard number two and one. Um, so I want to thank Sukento again. We'll be right back, uh, after some music. You're listening to the unofficial One Piece podcast. We're your hosts. My name is Zach. And my name is Ed. If you want news, information, or anything else about One Piece, this is the place to go. You can go to OnePiecePodcast.com and find every episode. Or you can subscribe on iTunes and get the episodes automatically. 
Contact us at OnePiecePodcast at gmail.com. On Skype at OnePiecePodcast. No spaces. On Twitter at Twitter.com slash OnePiecePodcast. And on YouTube at YouTube.com slash OnePiecePodcast. If you need One Piece information, we're the place to go. We are. Much Okay, everyone, welcome back uh, to the One Piece podcast. Uh, we're going to go through six through four right now, and then we'll take another short break. Um, number six, Tsukenta uh, described as brutal scene changes. Why that? Well, obviously, the big thing that a lot of people are going to notice is a lot of people are getting chopped up, beaten up, and just hammered really hard, and yet nobody's bleeding at all. Nobody's really showing any kind of uh, pain. Um, most notably is the scene where Usopp gets hit by Mr. Four's ham- uh, I'm sorry, by his baseball bat. And he's flying into the air. In the original, you hear, you see his skull crack and you're getting the vibe that he's dead. He's freaking dead. There's no way he can survive this. But in the Four Kids dub, he gets whacked. The scene uh, where his skull is cracked gets cut out, and he's flying in the air, and you hear him go, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Um, I mean, we were talking about this earlier with Dragon Ball Z kind of doing the same thing in the Funimation dub where they'd cover over some blood. But, I mean, you still got the idea when they fought they were yeah. getting hurt. There's nothing wrong with censoring violence, you know. There's, you know, that's the you can't you can't change the standards, but you've well, got to leave. I understand that, yeah. Even when it was on just syndication, where censorship was worse, you still, I mean, you still got a feeling that the fight between Vegeta and Goku was brutal, somewhat. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Um, that's the thing I first thought when four kids announced it. I was what? You just wait until that arm grows back. Oh God, that was. Oh my, why couldn't they? They couldn't just have him zap it off instead of. Cutting it off. I don't. There could have been whatever. That's a different topic. But anyway, we'll wish him back. We'll get him back from another dimension. We'll have him more and more and more people come back from every dimension. But that's a different topic. Um, no. I mean, when Four Kids first announced they had One Piece, the first thing I thought, like, I all I did was read the first volume of the manga. Like, I wasn't really a, a One Piece, a big One Piece fan back then. But I was thinking, like, there's no point putting this on Saturday mornings. This isn't 1995 anymore. Like, Cartoon Network, you can get away with so much more. I don't see why at they're least putting at this- the time. Yeah. What was what was odd was four kids went ahead and started doing the series on their own block that they had yes, on syndication, yes. and then it eventually got to the point where Toonami started airing the episodes, and for whatever reason, it actually got more ratings through Cartoon Network than it did on syndication. Yeah, I have, yeah. I, have, I gave two reasons. It was for one, the commercials were a lot, but the marketing was better. They actually used cool, the Obvious. typical cool Toonami commercials with four kids. Yeah. It was like they made catch it look. One- yeah, they made the the tsunami commercials made that as cool as it could possibly look. And do you know why? It's because there was no dialogue in the commercials. Yeah, very little, was, very little. Um, yeah. yeah. I'm be completely honest. Uh, I had not originally gotten into into the One Piece anime for a good while, mainly because of the, I was drawn away by the fact that people were telling me the four kids dub was terrible. Me too. Same with and, me. Yeah. And I was. At the same time, I was cursing Toonami for showing these awesome commercials, making me want to see One Piece, and I just couldn't—I couldn't see it in English because 
the dub was completely different from what they were showing me from this trailer that they had there. It's like, you know, this looks awesome, but somehow if I sit down and watch this, this is not going to be anything that I expected. Yeah, there, here's the, I mean, there's a thing like, you know, what was the other thing? Yeah, and that was the, that's one piece originally belonged on me in the first place. Like, I'm talking about the original target audience was preteens, like teens. That's Tsunami. It was the 8 to 16 that you said before. Yeah, it's, ba- yeah, it's basically. And that's, that's, and that's Tsunami. What, and that's what, yeah. especially when Tsunami moved to Saturday, that's what they were targeting. You know yeah. what's funny though is I remember hearing a while like this is this is only rumor, but although it's later confirmed, Funimation had it, but this this itself was a rumor. But I remember uh, there was a rumor going around that apparently Funimation had like a test of from uh, One Piece uh, that they were given. Um, well, Funimation, I heard whenever they're preparing to, you know, they're 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 close to getting a license, they're interested in the show, they always prepare ahead of time in case they do get it. Yeah, but the one thing I did hear, though, is they actually had One Piece, and uh, Lance actually confirmed it in one of the Toon Zone thread. Basically said stuff happened, and they lost yeah, it. So animation decided that they thought it would be better off with four kids. That's what they thought. I even I talked to someone from Tiny I mean, the guy I know from Tiny Animation, I talked to him about it, and he basically... He looked surprised I knew about that rumor, so I think there's some truth behind it. I, he didn't confirm or deny anything, but... I mean, from the beginning, Funimation was really vocal about how they wanted that show and how, you know, Gen Fukunaga really liked it. You know, for one, it was a good show, and plus it was basically the next Dragon Ball Z. They were really vocal about how they wanted that show. So I was, I was, I was, really, I was thinking throughout 2003, it was just, I was thinking it's just a matter of time before they have it. I don't know anyone else that would pick up that show except Funimation. Anime Viz, News Network reported they had it, and there was, and I guess someone over at Anime on DVD also did too. Don't quote me on that. Hmm. Um and later well, on, they're, they're going to quote you on this because you've been on this podcast. I know. I, if, damn it! I'm just. This is from memory. If I'm sorry. Memory, I'm sorry. Keep going. Anyhow, um, but like later on, Funimation retracted like any statements and said they did not have one piece, oh, which yeah. was really strange because there were several. There, I mean, there were several reliable sources that confirmed it. And the yeah. fact that there was that rumor going around too, like right. about like casting and everything. And so I heard yeah. Zoro was. I mean, I heard Chris Sabat was preparing to play Zoro, but obviously Karma works in mysterious ways. Uh, I it, heard Chris Sabat actually was casted as Zoro back then. So. Anyway, oh, we're getting yeah. off topic. Sorry, I am, I'm sorry. I just, um, hey, anything else of, with like, brutal like, scene changes? Like I was saying, it was odd because originally it aired on syndication and then. Uh, appeared on Toonami, and it got to the point where the series was just exclusively on Toonami's uh, network over in the U.S. Right, and right. it really didn't make any sense that they were going ahead and keeping the same edits that they were doing as if it was still on syndication when it was clearly on cable. I mean, Actually, I wonder about that, because I noticed like they started editing um, punch contacts when the... like. Uh, Four kids numbering us, 79 plus. I think it was just four kids deciding what the hell we'll have us edit. I mean, look at what Funimation had to, like, uh, uh, be subjected to. They could not show, like, uh, uh, connecting punches. And yeah, but the edits, the edits were starting to get looser. They were starting to get looser up to the point where Toonami pulled it off. Um, but that's the thing, the brutal uh, scene changes. Like, you know, the commercials made it look... I mean, when it was on four kids, I just thought, oh, whatever, I'll, you know, I'll check it up from time to time. It didn't really interest me, but... I saw a tsunami. Like I act, you know. This it was. I mean, the thing is, those ratings wouldn't be good if it was an entertaining show. And One Piece is still a good story, no matter what. I mean, four kids knew that. But 
I would watch it, and I would, you know, the, whatever, the puns are bad, the, you know, the, the, the music's bad, but, you know, whatever, it's still a good story, but it was those brutal sa- scene changes that made me cringe. I would watch them and, and think, like, no one could possibly think this is what One Piece is really like. Like, I've never seen these episodes in Japanese. I'm not a big fan, but I can tell that these, these the brutal The plot scene wasn't changes. completely left intact is a lot of the problem. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, it was. Yeah. That was mainly what turned a lot of people away from One Piece. Me too. Yeah. What they saw from the four kids dub, a lot of people assumed at uh, during that time. This is basically what One Piece is. I don't want to see this. Well, as someone who's not a big manga reader, um, a lot of the problem is that I wasn't really the, the not having access to an anime that was observant to the manga was a big problem. So I I wasn't able to differentiate differentiate. I was able time. I was able to differentiate just based on my limited knowledge. I guess that's just me, but I, I don't well, know at that I, time at that time I wasn't as into yeah. you know Well I wish I could say I had uh similar experience, but I only time uh, trying to think of something I had similar experience to. <laughs> Um, I think maybe Yu-Gi-Oh! probably be a similar experience. Yeah, but it didn't it's work for one. It's not as bad, but it's... Yeah. One Piece is just... I mean, I think someone from Anime News Network keep... Like, someone asked a years ago, like, what do you think of the four kids of One Piece? And they said, well, you know, I'm, you know, I understand how the market works and everything, and I can put up with, you know, the... I can understand how, you know, TV worked, and I can understand where, you know... The way that Dragon Ball Z and Sailor Moon was edited, I can understand it, but I put up with it. And he basically said, "But One Piece is an exception, and it's uh, and that there that and Car Captors is just the worst kind of jarring ad- adaptation, basically. Like, but it worked. I mean, it worked for Dragon Ball Z. It was still entertaining enough, even with those edits. But Four Kids, I guess, did much worse. I don't know. Anyway, um, I think it's time that we go to number five. Halfway down the list, we're getting off subject. We're almost there. <laughs> we're, we're heading down the grand line, people. The grand line of communications. Yeah, we've got no. We've got we've got our grand compass. It's working. Usopp's father gave it to us. Actually, no. I think we're like being edited apart because we keep going off subject. No, no. I, I'm not going to edit you guys. It's just going to be very painful yeah. to listen to the whole thing. Oh. <laughs> um. Anyway, um. Number five, exclusively um limited to poison suction cups. Oh. <laughs> Anyone want me to play the audio just for the? Why, out of all the brutal scene changes, would you designate this one? <laughs> I'm playing poison suction. Sukenta, run! Well, why did I choose this one? A little ahead. Well, here's the thing. Not only was it funny after the whole, uh, after everything had happened, it, it's one of those moments where you look back and laugh at h- how stupid it is. Right. But at the same time, when it happened, it was like, huh? Because <laughs> not only did we get just a bizarre attack, but you also got the most retarded editing that was ever done. <laughs> you had Luffy running, and in one scene, you see spikes coming out of <laughs> Don Krieg's uh, uh, weapon, and the next moment, they're suction cups. If you it's freeze like, frame, you actually see the spikes on Luffy that aren't suction. Yeah, cut. and it's actually, and he's actually still bleeding. <laughs> he's bleeding. And it's like you go, wait, what did I miss? Did did the suction cups just like come out of nowhere? Did they uh, deploy from those spikes? What happened? What am I missing? Why is there poison on them? 
So, Kento, I think you should explain what the entire scene is for those who aren't aware of why this edit is so bad. Just basically explain what happened and compare should it to I what happened. Should I play the audio clip from it? Um, no, no, I could put that on later. Don't worry about it. Okay. okay. Um, I, yeah, I think between each uh, number, I'll put something. Right, so, Sukento, uh, elaborate, please. Okay, basically, Luffy is going up against Don Creek, and as he's getting ready to run up to him, Don Creek goes ahead and pulls out a weapon, which shoots out darts. Uh, they're obviously spike-tipped, and Luffy just charges on in, regardless of getting hit by them, he just runs up against Don Creek and punches him right in the face right after he pulls out his cape of spikes. Uh, Porcupine sheet. Right. Luffy's <laughs> covered in blood from, from the spikes hitting him and from punching that spiked uh, cape. And it, he just decked Don Creek big time, regardless of hurting himself in the process. And... After that, he goes ahead and he starts pulling the spikes out of his arms and legs and saying, uh, basically repeating Don Creek uh, saying, this is my grave, this is your grave, it doesn't matter whose grave it is. Um, uh, in the 4Kids dub, Luffy charges up against Don Creek and he fires the spikes. In one scene, they appear as spikes. But in the next, you hear suction cups clinging on to him. <laughs> As Luffy gets, Luffy gets ready to punch Don Creek, he pulls out the porcupine uh, cape. And he punches him, but it's like, okay, you can clearly see that he's punched a cape full of spikes. Why is he not bleeding? Normally, someone would... Uh, be harmed by something like that. That's ridiculous. They could have just made a quick cut and imply that he punched him instead of just, you know, making well, it. I was surprised weird. they left that. Just the fact that he punched him. Uh, the, on the, even yeah. four kids had it. It was still, it was still like one of the most violent things they'd ever done. But it, yeah, that's it, it. Was still. I mean, that's how you know it's on tsunami. Like even though it was a crappy dub, it was still. Still more violent than what you used to from four kids, but you know, like well, you said, Tsunami just... at that point was a much more violent block than it yeah. used to be. In I remember the there were complaints about it though, because uh, of that uh, violence. And, and at the end of that scene where Luffy's pulling out the the darts in the original, he's pulling off basically suction cups, and you hear the little sound effects of, of them yeah, yeah. off of him. But at the same time, he drops them on the floor. They they don't look like they're they're made of rubber to begin with. They look completely metal. They look like CG. That and was they still was make like, and they still make that metal sound too. Right. Yeah, they do it's make like, the metal sound. Yeah, it was like CG in the middle of my you know hand dry animation. It looked like it looked pretty weird. Um, ju- actually, just the scene itself is ridiculous. It was uh, the, the what? Go go ahead. Well, one best- piece was actually <laughs> up until around, I, I think up until around the end of Dawn Krieg, it was still like traditionally animated. They just switched over the digital around that point. So. No, but it was, it was actually, really. One Piece entirely was digitally animated. Uh, actually, no, I should remember it was actually still hand drawn, but I think it was digitally it was, like, colored. colored digital. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, the edited, like the way they did the suction cup that looked completely CG to me. And. 
You know, the, the oh, I wanted to say earlier, like, about how they were still doing the edits. They, I think Four Kids the entire time they meant it for Saturday morning. I think by the time it got canceled on Saturday morning, they had all these episodes that were originally meant for Saturday morning, but it was just on Toonami because Toonami was still running it. Like, Four Kids had basically gave up on putting One Piece on Saturday mornings. But back to the topic, I think the worst part of that whole scene wasn't the edit itself. It was the way all the characters were reacting to it, like going, Poison suction cups, run! Get them off, chore boy! Get them off the poison! Really get There's you. nothing wrong than these made-up poison suction cups. If you get enough poison suction on you, you're done he, for. He's, he's like a goner. <laughs> oh, goner. Like, it's funny because the chef somehow knew that there was poison on those suction yeah. cups. Yeah, how the hell were... are they supposed to know that? <laughs> Because it's Don Krieg. And they're not just poison suction cups either. They're poison suction. So well, I like guess to... little mini vacuums or something. Yeah, this this actually to... sounds more um, innuendo-y than I think, the, I think <laughs> the Spikes ever did sound. I think Four Kids was trying to make an innuendo that just didn't work. And it was they were trying to make it like, oh, they're really going to stick to you. And I guess they made it so that Luffy was, oh, Luffy can, but Luffy just survived. Yeah. Well, they're very small. Hmm. I guess, I guess Forge is trying to imply it like it's really hard to pull those suction cups off and that's why they're dangerous. <laughs> but I guess Luffy was, Luffy had an easier time of pulling them off and that's why he's so cool. You know? Anyway. I, yeah, keep going. Yeah, I always said on Saturday mornings, like I even said, like, you know, even on Saturday mornings, I think they couldn't get away with even darts penetrating the skin. Yeah, but that's another reason. Like I'm saying, like you've got another outlet where you can get away with more and get higher ratings. I don't know why four kids wouldn't take advantage of that. Because they're stupid and they did not yeah. realize that this is not meant I, for the right audience. Is really what it is. Well, I think they they wanted a hit show for their Saturday morning block because the thing is, is that even though Saturday morning, you know, get got less ratings by then, it's like they still get all the advertising revenue from those shows. Yeah, and I think they need they wanted a hit show for that, but I guess it didn't work, and it didn't help that it was on at the same time as SpongeBob. It didn't oh, God, help that yeah. it, it didn't help that the advertisements made it look stupid. Um, anyway, I think we could go into number four, which is a very interesting one: uh, clumsy death edits. Oh, <laughs> yes. All right. Basically, what I covered in the video was just the entire scene where Bellamere Bellamere is killed. Uh, we actually put that clip on one of our shows. Right. Oh, it was great. You got to do more of that. Yeah, I do. <laughs> Uh, I yeah. even I even showed a comparison for the original scene, and then how it was handled in the four kids dub, and it's funny how that happened because we see not only is uh, Arlong threatening Bellamere to send her to a dungeon in one scene, and then uh, they make it sound like they're carrying her off. We then see uh, where where we see um, Hachi carrying Nami off. And begging for for Bellamere to save her, in in the following scene where Bellamere is uh, holding her arm out, Hachi is right beside her, as is Arlong. She never died. She went to the dungeon. I thought we made this clear. No, first she went. Well, Hachi has a twin brother, didn't you know? That, that was funny because uh, there was this whole thing about uh, sending Bellamere to a dungeon. And then they just leave her behind. It's like, okay, did they take her afterwards? Or did they just leave her there to recuperate and then go? They're not okay. that good at reanimating, I guess. <laughs> I guess I think four kids saw that, like, okay, One Piece is just, it's too, 
too much to edit. Fuck this. We're not going to deal with this anymore. I think that's what happened. That's my theory. <laughs> they just got they got sick and tired of it. Another one that that was brought up, but I didn't have the footage at the time, and of course YouTube's time restraints. Uh, Kuina's death. Uh, in the original version, she fell down a flight of stairs and I guess snapped her neck or something. Yeah, we don't no, completely it's actually understand that. Like, no, she fell down stairs. That's what they. Yeah, said. she, she did. That, that's what made the death really sad. Is it made it? That's what made it even really sad. I think is the. I think someone brought up is that it did. She didn't die for doing something. You know really important she just died from some some really what's it never the word? I, I was in quant- Zoro, Zoro's master even brought up that humans are fragile creatures yeah and, yeah and something like falling down a flight of stairs can can really kill somebody yeah even though in one piece people are commonly able to survive even worse things than that but whatever well, let's that's pretend another that topic. doesn't happen <laughs> yeah but anyways in the four kids version uh Kuina doesn't die Instead, she's apparently attacked by a bunch of uh, losers who lost to her in a sword duel and basically ganged up and beat her up okay. to the point where she's crippled, I guess. Uh, they, they were kind of vague on it. They basically said that they beat her up and, and said she could never uh, fight with a sword again. And yeah, and we, never, and we never see her again. It's like they completely forgot about her. Like, oh, she can't fight anymore. I'll just leave her in bed. It's like, uh, what, what exactly is worse? Uh, somebody falling down the stairs uh, from a complete accident uh, and dying, or having a bunch of people go ahead and beat the shit out of a little girl. <laughs> and, I think you know, it was just... I sometimes had to wonder if four kids even knew what they were getting to when they bought the One Piece license. No, I don't I, think they did. I think they just saw, like, oh, it's popular in Japan, it makes lots of merchandise, let's... let's because I think, like, like Funimation knew exactly what they were getting to. I'm well, yeah. positive, but, like, so, four kids? I'll put it to you, like, four kids' manner of handling licenses, and they've said this before, they only license shows that they feel can make a marketable profit for them. Right. And it, cool. from a business standpoint, that makes sense, but from the way how they handled it, it's like, um... This obviously isn't going to be a profit if you're doing it wrong. This seems think, more like Fox. I think in One Piece could have been a very profitable like property for them, but they I think handled it. Still is, it, yeah. it, it hey, they completely handled it wrong. Right. Yeah. I, and I told. And, anyway, we're going off topic yeah, a bit. I'm but sorry, yeah. but okay. I, I just, it just, I'm sorry. That's no, like, okay. It wasn't completely yeah. you. Um, anything else about the death edits? There's tons there. <laughs> Oh man, uh, I'm trying uh, to. Think. I want to say we don't have to go yeah, through everything, but just I want to say about Kawina. I think the way they changed. I think it was a case of four kids thinking this will. I think first it was just you know the writers giving creative freedom. I think the other thing is four kids having a case of it'll appeal more to American audiences if we make her death like this. But in the process, they went against their standard of you know making it safe for Saturday morning, but making it even more sexist and making it even more violent than it was in the Japanese the way they implied her death. Quite I, ironic. I, I think with the way how four kids handled it was that they basically figured, uh, we gotta dance around death somehow. We gotta avoid yeah, any mentions yeah. of anybody dying uh, at any they, point. So, which, um, which the actual series does. Well, they they don't want to have people die, but they do it in a way that it works much more. They they still. I mean, four kids. They still implied it, but when it actually came to someone dying, when it came to trying to yeah. cover it up. And and just implying it, well, it, it they did it really hard. Except for I think Hero Look, where he just basically exploded. But then he said like, "Oh, he blew himself up," and they still implied it, and they still 
die, but I think that was just... If I remember correctly, in the fork, I... I Wait, so blowing it. yourself up is okay, but getting shot by some guy or I, falling I, down I, some stairs is bad? Actually, this is, what, this is what's interesting. I'm, I think I got this right. What happened was in the four kids dub, Hirulok uh, ended up drinking a potion, and we don't see what happens next. We just oh, see really? running, running up the the rope to to go up to where he is. And if I think they did make mention of him uh, doing the job for them, and then Chopper coming by, he's I, just I, gone. right. He's just gone. Right there. I that makes more I sense. I don't think that's an awful thing to cut, though. Like seeing him yeah. explode. That's. Yeah. I mean, that story was really. I mean, yeah. a lot of these, a lot of these backstories, especially Nami and Chopper, were extremely heartbreaking. I guess you'd use. So I, I understand if they're aiming for that audience from their perspective, trying to tone it down a little. But the way they handled it. I, mean, I don't think there was a better way because it was so... Not with Helio, but with uh, yeah, Bellamere. I don't, I don't think four kids... I don't think anybody knew how to do it because that those scenes, the way they were they were done so intricately, it would be hard yeah. to tone it down in a way that was still somewhat fateful. It was just too difficult, I think, for any company to do. Well, that's Shire. why I don't think it should have been dumbed down in the first place. Yes. Yes. It's um, like if, yeah. if you don't have the creative process to actually think of... Uh, uh, an actual way to avoid these things or or how to basically get around it there really doesn't make any sense to actually get the properties if you don't know how to handle it not at all yeah that's why uh that's why uh, john uh, or jibby goku just basically said he thinks like four kids didn't know what they were getting himself into it was just they saw one piece was popular with with kids and I said, "Hey, we'll print money off of this," and that was there. And they said, "Well, the, we'll edit it the same way we did with Yu-Gi-Oh." Uh, right. It didn't work. And you lose a lot of like the, the death edits make you lose a lot of the emotional impact. I think Alcom really said, like, I think at an ICV2 conference, like I, we can talk about this afterwards. He said a lot of, I think his main reason for just like you know editing it the way he did is that they would do focus groups with people, kids that watch Pokemon, and all the kids in their focus groups said they didn't know what Japan was, and that's why they would Americanize it. Um, but. I, Back on topic, I think he said, like, in his last time he was at an ICV2 conference for anime industry, he said, you know, we tried to, we had a hard time trying to make One Piece appropriate for American audience and pleasing fans at the same time. And, yeah. you know, they said it wasn't profitable for them. Okay, um, with that, we're going to go into, uh, what we'll call it, a commercial break. We're probably just going to show more of our promos and some other things. Um, Hopefully a little bit of uh, the four kids stuff, since I'm going to spend a lot of time editing this episode and making it look really good since it's a special episode. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, so this probably will come out maybe a week after we recorded, but we're not going to tell you when we're recording. Um, anyway, um, so yeah, we'll go into the top three, two of which have never been heard before. So we'll be right back. We have gathered experts from across the internet to delve into the world that is one piece. Join us every Sunday as we break down the latest chapter and episode and try and figure out just where the story will take us. Visit the unofficial One Piece Podcast at OnePiecePodcast.com Email us at OnePiecePodcast at gmail.com or message us on Skype or AIM at OnePiecePodcast. Be part of the revolution and get ready for an all-new adventure. We are Maji.
Hey everyone and welcome back. We are now doing the top three. We're going to do three, two, and then take a short break so Sukento can collect all his thoughts before the awful things that are in number one. Um, so number three include two different characters who were, that's called Massacred, um, Usopp and Sanji. You want to start with Usopp for us? Sure. Uh, it was a really hard decision trying to figure out which one was worse, Usopp or Sanji. I could not, for the life of me, <laughs> pick a single one. <laughs> Just from the way how Usopp was made into a bigger coward than he normally is. and Somehow. Uh, yeah, amazingly, they managed to somehow get that. Uh, not only was he made into a coward, but just the acting itself and him throwing one-liners after another, it's like, this is not the way how Usopp is supposed to be. And I, I remember you showed the um, clip with him fighting Mr. Four and Ms. Uh, Merry Christmas, was it? Um, yes. And just how he's getting beaten up and saying these one-liners one after the other and how completely moronic it was. I didn't like, see any of them. In the, in the dub... Miss Merry Christmas was called Miss Groundhog's Day. Oh, and, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> and not only that, but instead of the whole joke that uh, they said that that they that she reminded him of a penguin, uh, they called her a woodchuck instead mm. of a mole. And it was like, wait, uh, I'm pretty sure she's a mole because. Not only did they do that, they ended up playing the whole how much wood could a woodchuck chuck oh. joke. And it's like That's why they made her that's why they made her a woodchuck. I knew that was what's gonna happen, so they could make a they could make another one liner. And Yay. of course uh, the clip that I showed, Usopp's in her in her holes and uh, <laughs> uh no, that is not in your window there. <laughs> His nose. Four Kids has... They actually put sexual innuendos in the show, like Mountain Whale Dick. <laughs> they did. Uh, but anyways, he's in one of the holes that she dug, and, of course, Usopp has to go, This maze is amazing! Oh! <laughs> oh my god, you do that so perfectly. Uh, anybody Bob, can do Bob it. Bob does it amazingly, I have to anybody say. Anybody can, anybody can do it perfectly. Oh, I have a big nose his voice is just his no his voice is just really grating and it's like how the hell would they have handled Soga King? You know what? Uh, don't don't even uh, think about it because it's never gonna happen. Well you know <laughs> what you, well you know what else Jason used that voice for and I it reminds me of Usopp every time I hear it. It's uh, Jet. Yeah. Jet from Sonic Riders. Yes. You know, I know that's off topic, but it just yeah, <laughs> it's terrible for me because Usopp is—he's my favorite character in the whole series. Like you know, I just—he's just—he's a, a relatable character where he's just you know he's kind of—he's not—he's weak. He's not very motivated doing his best, but he's kind of is. He still wants to be better, and he has dreams, and he has—and he's yeah. heroic at times exactly. in his yeah, own he, way. The, yeah, he, the four kids dub ignored the fact that he wanted. And we'll get into this bit later, but he eventually takes on the dream of wanting to be a great warrior of the sea. Yes, this yes. is completely ignored. Like, 
he he struggles with himself uh, as we see later on he has uh, these inner monologues with himself where he wants to push himself to be as strong as the others to be able to protect the others and not be such a coward but at the same time he's telling himself run run like hell yeah Exactly. No, the other thing the other thing I can relate to is that even though he he can't, I mean he he really you know pushes him, he really puts himself down for not being able to you know do the things the other crew can do that make them reliable. But the crew still likes him because even though he's just a regular guy that you know can't really do anything or doesn't really he he just can't like mentally or physically. He he still makes them laugh. He's still you know creative and he he makes them laugh. He helps out around the place and they kind of ignored that. They actually he. They tried to make him funny, but it failed. He was he was a likable character, and you know, he was just a fun per. I mean, even Ichiroda said like he's a fun person to hang out with. Who's yeah? He said I think the question Ichiroda was asked is like, who would you want to hang out most with from the crew? And I think he said Usopp. wasn't it Wasn't something along those lines? Yeah. Yeah. And Luffy, like like you can, I got a feeling like Luffy and Usopp were like best friends. I mean, Zoro is like the first mate, but you get the feeling like. Yeah. Usopp and Luffy are they're kind of like kindred spirits. I mean, you see the connection with Red Shanks and Yasop and like like he's, Sukenta was saying, they just really toned it down. Like especially like Sukenta, you want to talk about what they did with his fight with the Chu and Arlon Park? Oh man, uh, that I was terrible. I'm trying to remember exactly how the fight went. I know that um, when it came to the whole, uh, you know, it, it's. It's kind of a, a blur to me right now, but if I remember correctly, they avoided the whole referencing of him wanting uh, uh, wanting to be a brave pirate, and that he has to uh, do what he ha- what he has to in order to help the others, as they're putting their own lives on the line yeah. to help yeah. each other. And now that happens is Usopp just pretends to die, and then he just gets up again. They get rid of that part about him trying to push himself to be better. And he decides, like, well, this time I'm not going to pretend to, you know, lose. I'm actually going to do something. And no, it's it, and just I think obviously, even if you don't watch the show, I mean, Usopp's voice will just turn you off. He's just yelling and yeah. And just the thing, Usopp's voice actor in Japanese is pretty good too. He's great. Yeah. yeah. The, the way how I see it is, Usopp was made into the uh, comedic relief. Yeah. It, it, I mean, he kind of is in the original series, but not not is. like that. that yeah. In the in the original, the as you can hear from the voice actor, even with Sonny Strait, uh, they ha- Usopp has his moments where he can be really funny, yeah, or he yeah. can just be completely serious. Yeah, I mean, I can't wait until Funimation gets to the Soga King section to see the how whole, he does yeah. that and the fight between. Well, the whole the whole crew the whole crew is like that, but you know, Usopp I think is you know is a great example and. Yeah, I don't know how four kids would have handled that fight. They would have just put puns in there everywhere if they did they that. They probably fight. wouldn't have even had the fight. No, they would have had the fight. They just would have fucked it up. Uh, um, they would have had to edit would've... so much. That was a bloody, yeah. bloody fight. No, but they would have just put puns in there galore. Also, and... probably one of my favorite fights in the series. Yeah, it was a great fight. Um, what else is there? I don't know what else there is to say about. What about Sanji then? Okay, oh, yeah. Sanji. Oh boy, this one's another one. This one is. This I'm one, a fake gangster. This one is a love-hate relationship with a lot of people. Believe it or not, some people hate this voice, while others actually like it. Why? I can't answer that. 
That's just some. I, I haven't heard anyone who has, and Sketch I, does the voice, and I'm sure he hasn't either. Believe it or not, I have heard people say that they liked the voice, and that they were sad that David Moo couldn't be on the Funimation dub. Well, that's sad. But <laughs> regardless of that, Sanji's entire personality was also pretty much done away with. Instead right. of being the 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 kind of guy that can be suave serious and at the same time be a bit of a jerk to the guys while also being uh suave and sweet to the girls and pansy <laughs> exactly and perverted <laughs> well that i could understand why you don't have that but go on uh basically instead of being that guy he ends up becoming another character who throws one line uh jokes everywhere or of course they had to give him the typical accent. One yeah, thing yeah. that they did with the One Piece dub hey, how you doing? was give characters accents. Oh, God. For whatever reason, I don't know because, as we all know, in One Piece, their world is not our world. So obviously, New York does not exist in the One Piece world. As unfortunate as that is for me. They actually refer to Santa Claus in a flashback of Sanji where he's talking about the all blue and they're like the chefs are saying like, yeah, all blue is just one of those things like Santa Claus, the Easter bunny. I'm not joking. They actually said Santa Claus. I believe it. It sounds, it sounds correct. Yeah. (laughs) When I first saw, I mean, when I, you know, four kids had it, I mean, I always said I wasn't a big fan. I just read the first volume, but I saw the character design of Sanji. And when I actually heard it, I did not imagine that voice at all. When I saw his character design, I guess. I did not imagine that voice at all. I just heard it, and I just felt like, oh, this is kind of stupid. I'm For me, that was the voice that made me cringe the most hearing. I, not, that, yeah. not that it... I guess it could work if you're doing, like... Uh, I, isn't, like, Bacchano, like, a uh, anime that's revolving around, like, gangsters and stuff? Yeah, and they actually have New York accents, and yeah, it works. So, so that, okay, that voice works in that. But it's just so wrong for this character in this setting and. I can't, I could go on and on. I think but. they were just trying to make him just like a suave kind of gangsterish character, which he right. is. He is in the original one, but they just they made him a like not even a stereotype, just like a shell of a stereotype. I don't. Yeah, I, it's none of that. Yeah. Uh, another thing is, as we all know, he tends to uh, look at his uh, his way of fighting as another form of cooking. Uh, we've all seen how he refers to his attacks by French cooking terms yes. for, for different for different types of uh, body parts, as well as uh, the types of food that that you would cook them in and whatnot. In the four kids dub, they were completely different, and they were obvious. They were pretty much puns. Through that and nothing through. Had, that nothing. To, I mean, there were puns originally, but they had nothing to do with the the exactly. scene. They were just they could be any pun. They they weren't. They weren't exactly like uh, puns where it's like ha ha ha, uh, but mm. it, it, in the four kids dub, they tried to make them goofy and yeah. silly sounding. Where it's like and the lollipop you forgot to mention. Oh yeah. Ah uh, yes. They couldn't change it to a toothpick of all things. They had to change it to yeah, a lollipop. Yeah, Blue Submarine Number Six, which was on Toonami, and they didn't want to have the cigarette in it. They changed it to a toothpick. Okay, yes. I, I understand. You don't want kids to smoke. That's great. I don't want kids to smoke either. <laughs> yes, but. Um, and that's another interesting a lollipop <laughs> because in the anime they didn't show uh, when Sanji picked up smoking as a kid yeah. whereas in the manga he did there you go. So they made sure to, to 
step around it. You know, the, the thing is, like, here's the other thing people talk about. He has that lollipop in there all the time. You're telling me that sucker um, never dissolves the whole time it's in his mouth? Well, then he likes eating the stick part, you know. Who doesn't yeah, like to? he likes that's, chewing on it. Yeah, That's well. the funny thing, because uh, part of the inconsistent editing that we see of four kids, there are times where the lollipop appears bigger than it was before. Oh. It appears smaller in one scene, and then it suddenly grows in, in another. Uh, After a while, they uh, actually yeah. got la- so lazy, they just added a little thing on the end. I think it was it was just so – it was too much work. I mean, I know how it is when there's a lot of work that, you know, is so much you have to keep track of. You can't remember everything. So yeah. probably, you know, I don't think they knew they were going to have to edit it this, this much or that people would care this much, you know. But that's the thing with a, you know, a, a dub. Like people – I mean, people can play about Naruto – the people that complain about Naruto, people that are used to the Japanese version, the truly bad dub is you don't have to watch the original one to notice there's a difference or that it's not it's bad. One piece, you don't need to see really? the... Yeah. Really quick uh, about the Naruto subject. One thing that I've noticed that a lot of the dub complainers uh, have been saying is oh, oh. a lot of people have complained about Naruto's catchphrase, believe it. Oh, God. And, and when you think about it, it's like... You know, this seems odd. Why is he saying believe it or not? What they don't catch is that in the original, Naruto tends to end his sentences with the, with the phrase date bayo or uh, te bayo or any kind of variation of that. I just and, don't like Naruto that much. <laughs> and, but it, it's funny because you explain that to them and then it'll go completely over the head. They're being biased, really. <laughs> They're Naruto fans. Yeah. There's also another term for them, but I won't. Yeah. It's because they Naruto. don't understand the Japanese language and don't realize this. And they, and anyway, they, we're getting. And then they complain about something that is totally <laughs> like. I mean, I, I'll be quite honest. Believe it was getting annoying, but also I, it's also Jap- a really annoying protagonist for a series. Yeah, Jap- <laughs> Jap- Jap- I guess probably Japanese just, fans just the word choice they decide to use. I think it's what well, annoyed me. I read even Japanese. Japanese fans are annoyed with Data Bio too, so we're even. But let's yeah, get there back. you go. Okay, um, is that it for Sanji? Um, okay, hmm. yeah. I, I mean, we could go on all day. I mean, one quick thing I would like to point out. Yeah, Sanji has a Brooklyn accent, and so does uh, uh, Chef Zeph. They're not related in any way, and yet somehow they they have the same. Brooklyn accent in the dub. Well, well, if you, we don't know that. Maybe it'll be revealed later that Four Kids was right all along. Maybe. Well, you know, Nico Robin got a Texan accent only because she wore a cowboy hat. You know. Hey, that's a that's a damn good reason. Yeah. <laughs> well, West West Blue was a bunch of you know yodlers. I guess. It's I don't sad. Know. O'Hara like, really has those. Uh, they're those crazy ass Texans though. In <laughs> O'Hara. O'Hara. You know what's sad is you know how smart they are. You know what's yeah. sad though is the accent ruined her voice. I think, I think it was a good voice, just that accent. Yes, yeah. the voice would have been fine. That that's a that's one that gets brought up a lot. A lot of people would ask me, why didn't you include Robin on the list? Uh, she had a bad voice. Why didn't you include Vivi uh, on this? Um, the way how I saw it was, I didn't include Robin because her voice was fine. It was just the accent that was really grading on it. And as for Vivi, I didn't include her because she didn't really have that much screen time compared to Luffy, Sanji, and Usopp. Yeah. I you mean, want to hear my impression of Vivi? 
Stop ahead. fighting! Stop it! Stop it! Stop it! Stop, stop fighting! Stop it! Okay, okay. Now that now that we've stop fighting, scared the hell out of me with you two making Vivi impressions. You want to go to number two? Go for it. Okay, this is this is a One Piece podcast exclusive. Uh, number two is the Laboon arc or the lack thereof. You want to go into that? All right. As we all know. Uh, as Luffy and, and his crew are entering the Grand Line, they notice a big, huge mountain is, is in their way as they're coming down the stream. They're about to collide right into it. Luffy goes ahead, fires a cannon, uh, and manages to get the ship to slow down right before they collide into it. Thus we find out that this huge mountain is actually a tremendously huge whale. Which he later punches in the Iceberg, hand. iceberg, iceberg. <laughs> I'll get that. Don't spoil it, man. <laughs> it's a, it's a, it's a, it's an iceberg that makes whale noises. Damn it! What? I'm trying to explain here. Yeah, really. You want to take this? No, 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 no. You come can't on. Let, let's do Kento continue. He's doing a good job. Come on. <laughs> Sorry. All right. Um. Anyways, thus we're introduced to Laboon, Crocus, and several and. We're introduced to... Well, speak up a little, sorry. All right. Uh, thus, we're introduced to the Laboon arc. And important the, characters, as we later I, find out. In the four kids dub, everything seems fine and dandy. We still hear the whale calls as they're coming down. But the screen looks a little mistier. And as the crew arrives against this mountain... It's a tremendous iceberg. <laughs> they took they took footage from a later episode. Uh, I believe it was during the Drum Island arc, uh, oh. where, where there was a tremendous iceberg uh, up ahead. They took that and put it in place of where Laboon was. Mind you, you still hear Laboon's calls, so I guess it's a whale. Noise iceberg. Oh, baby, if the whale had sex with the iceberg, uh, I think it, it you have to I, stop with that. <laughs> I think it's. I think it's just the. Mag, I think it's just the magnetic fields of the Grand Line, since they're so unique. They kind of make these weird screeching noises yes. against. The, you see, <laughs> if only four kids had a scientific explanation like that. Yeah. Well, shut up. They, it's it's more fun to think like this. I think the best part is the way they explain the the. Grand Compass in the Four Kids dub because they could, because of cutting out Laboon. Well, well, Actually, keep going. Didn't they say it was a whale sound even when they were going down the ground? Well, let's well, well, continue. Uh, and he'll wow, explain. I completely botched that. Anyways, Luffy goes ahead and fires the cannon as he did in the original, but the iceberg is blown up and everything's solved. Yeah, so, yeah. As as they're making their way down. And slow down. Usopp, I guess, drops a grand compass that he happened to have right then and there, but forgot Oops. to mention. His dad gave it to him. And, and where they, did Vivi took, come yeah. from? Where did Vivi come from? Ha, that's, that's why, this is another reason why I have this so high on the list. Because the Laboon arc was cut out, we are, we, we are not shown Laboon, Crocus, Miss Wednesday, uh, Mr. Nine, uh, the Unluckies. How would they have entered Thriller Bar- 
thriller bark is the exactly. real question that's here. A, that's a, that's, that's the problem is, but we're we're shown one log pose uh, given to them uh, by the uh, that was dropped by Mister Nine and Miss Wednesday. Luffy uh, breaks that because Sanji kicks him over eating all the food. This seems so unnecessary. And well, and so there's a Crocus, reason for it. Crocus goes ahead and gives them his log pose. And it's funny because the one that that uh, that Nami has uh, throughout the rest of the series is completely different from the one that Usopp somehow dropped in the four kids dub. Right. And the way they edited on the ship, like they took a clip straight from a previous episode and they just, oh my god, like it was just Yasop facing forward, no Usopp there. It was just like, hey, it just it looked like it was straight from a low budget Didn't Japanese. Didn't they had the like completely erased the background around the characters and yeah. then added, uh, they, yeah, yeah. What they did was they erased the, the the characters and basically copy pasted them over scenery. Yeah. And they just, they, they made completely new backgrounds about it. Oh, okay. yeah, Zeph told me all about the Grand Line, the Magnetic Field before. Look, he gave me a <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And oh, they don't God. actually, see, they had, the, they couldn't make a completely new scene to explain it, so they just chopped up and edited some scenes together like uh, it was, it was almost like a parody. I can't, I can't um, even stand listening to this. So which yeah, is bad because we're making a podcast about it. <laughs> Wait till you see it in motion. Oh, God. So basically, we get an iceberg that is... Uh, pretty much avoided. We have no introduction for Laboon or Crocus because they they end up becoming two vital characters later on in the series. That's granted, ridiculous. Granted, at the time, nobody knew that they would be important. We all figured that they would end up being uh, throwaway characters. Well, they, well, Crocus said um, something like, wouldn't you be, or they seem a lot like you, Roger, or something. It was implied. I was re-watching that clip. Well, it, it doesn't matter. Like, four kids, they just assumed. That's the thing. Four kids had no idea, and yeah. they thought, oh, we'll just deal with it and later, And Vivi, we knew Vivi was an important character, and she well, was they, a she, in there. Well, like, she you know something that's bad is if the Funimation dub would have continued on, they would have ran into an issue where the viewers are introduced to something that they, like, the, just the casual viewers, where they, like, See these characters, and I'm like, who are you? How do these guys know? They could have ex- they could have explained it some way, but I think you know Funimation's plan was you know they, those episodes would have been available either on back on TV or DVD, no matter what, if they were allowed to continue to go. I know, so. right. I know. I meant, I meant, I just like the casual viewers are just. No, but, those, on TV. but I think the casual viewers may have seen them anyway because if it was allowed to continue on, I think it would have been good enough that Funimation. Well, the problem put- is there is a base of people who still exist who watch the four kids dub and that's what they know of one piece and they continue watching maybe the Funimation dub from that point. And if it ever airs on TV again, or if they ever get a hold of it again, they're not going to understand what is going on in the thriller Barker. Well, you, you never know. The thing is when it's been off TV for so long, people forget it. Usually they just start from the beginning and that's what happened with Futurama and family gone adults. And so I think if, you know, one piece got back on TV again, I'd imagine they would at least put the first season back on. But the problem is that for four, for four kids at least, is that they put that foundation in place and they put a really bad foundation in place. Yeah. And this is one of those cases where you, where I can't chalk it up to viewership as much or like the excuses we've been using for them. I mean, with number two and number one, these are the big problems, I feel. Yeah, like. it's, 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 it's inexcusable. Yeah. 
it's one thing to cut out filler or change content. You you cut out entire story arcs. Well, that's and, that's not that's not ruining anything. But yeah, yeah. Well, when we get into number one, it's gonna we're gonna. Well, that's right. That's about right. things. Yeah. Oh yeah, really Sadly. odd. That caused like, some. Yeah. What? Sadly, oh. I ain't even finished with number two. I know. <laughs> okay. I'm just saying. Let's keep, yeah. Let's keep going and then get to number one as quick as we can. Yes. So we do not get the introductions for Mister Nine, Miss Wednesday, or the Unluckies. We don't get the whole. Uh, these two are basically trying to kill the whale to bring the meat back towards uh, Whiskey Peak. Our first introduction to these two uh, is when they're writing the letter to their boss. For whatever reason, four kids changed it to them being after Zolo's swords. Like, uh, oh, they, oh. They, they wrote a message. In Misty their- Peak? Yeah. <laughs> Misty what? In Misty Peak. Yeah. In Misty Misty Peak. (laughs) They wrote a letter to their boss saying uh, they could not get a hold of uh, the bounty hunter's swords, but they were working very diligently at at, uh, getting them and that they would report in once they got them. (laughs) Okay, who are these two? How do they know Zolo? Uh, How how is it that they try getting his swords? Why do they want his swords? Oh. Why have I not seen these people before? What is going on? They could have just said they wanted Zolo's bounty. I mean, that would have made sense, but why his swords? Exactly. It's like, okay. Yeah. It, I, I guess it would make sense that you would take the the famous uh, pirate hunter's yeah. swords and make a, maybe sell them on the black market or something. That would make sense. But the whole fact that they basically just took this whole thing and just threw it out there. It's like, okay, you guys... You know this this might be great and all, but you kind of forgot the whole backstory to all this. <laughs> the it's boom, like, pretty much. Yeah. Like, that, if, you're, if, you're, if you're gonna go ahead and rewrite a scene, you might want to also uh, work on getting backstory written out for it at least. Or they didn't even show any back. They didn't even show any backstory of how they learned about Zoro. No. Oh God. Because <laughs> well, they so, didn't have any footage. Right. Yeah. And then after this, we're then introduced to the the Straw Hats arriving at Misty Peak. Why? We don't know. They just <laughs> have to stumble upon Misty Peak. Beautiful. Because in, uh, in the original, Mr. Nine and Miss Wednesday needed to get back to Whiskey Peak. And they were on their way there anyways, so... Well, they had one of seven islands they were going to go to, and Whiskey Peak was one of them. And they're like, okay, sure, let's go there. Right. Yeah. I, I, is that it about the Laboon arc? I mean, once again, there's tons to go over. So and yeah. we'll do it. We'll do it later too. But yeah, it's so, going. So with all that, with that whole arc cut out, yes, we're 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 not introduced to Mister Nine and Miss Wednesday and the Unluckies until later on. Well, Laboon's yeah. mysterious disappearance ends up affecting how uh, how Brooke. Uh, how his whole mission to to go back uh, to to play the the tone dial for him, uh, all that his whole mission is like completely irrelevant. It, 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 no. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. It becomes. Four kids didn't get to that. Thankfully. <laughs> and even then, uh, if if they had gotten to the point, like you guys said, it would have presented a problem of for continuation's sake for Funimation. Like, do we? dub this uh, as is? Do we 
uh, write it off as nothing ever happened, what do we do? And a lot of people are going to be confused by that. Funimation said, like, if they were continuing from that point on with 4 kids, they would have just said, like, oh, we'll just pretend it happened. Right. Which they, yeah. well, they re, they're redubbing that. Thankfully. Yeah, they're, re, yeah, they're redubbing it. Thankfully, the, the boon is out for the first time in English, and you could buy their DVDs. You could support Funimation. Yeah. And then, hope, hopefully, I'm hoping it will come to TV eventually. Who knows? And yeah, hopefully, it'll come to television so everyone who had to not watch the boon before it can. And Funimation um, will probably put it back online when they get their deal redone. Let's yeah. cross our fingers there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, anything else, Sukenta? I'm done. I'm spent there. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I th- once again, we're going to have Sukento on for a lot more. Um, so we have the number one slot left. We're going to take another little break. And I mean, this is a long podcast and we have lots to talk about. Um, but we're going to try and wrap up soon since I have to go to bed eventually. We're recording yeah, this kind of late. Um, yeah, Zach, you're doing a pretty good job. Yeah, I know. Um, we, we might record again and add some more to it later if you guys are up for that. Um, okay, sure. Okay, um, and we'll definitely have more four kids segments on the podcast, so we could exhaust the sub- subject more and more. So we'll be right back with more of our four kids worst ten list. government reigns over an entire planet, there stands hope in a band of pirates. We are the ones that cover their adventures. Join the unofficial One Piece podcast every Sunday night as we recount their journey from the beginning and bring you up to date on their latest encounters. On Skype at One Piece Podcast, by email at onepiecepodcast at gmail.com, on YouTube and on iTunes. Join us each week we break the series down for you and let you weigh in on everything One Piece. We are Maji. Pirate Captain Monkey D. Luffy is on his way to save his brother Ace. With the help of new allies, Luffy has broken in and out of the Marines' infamous Impel Town and now heads for their base at Marineford. As the saga continues, join the unofficial One Piece podcast as we delve into the new exploits of Monkey D. Luffy as he tries to conquer the power that controls his entire planet. Check us out at OnePiecePodcast.com, on YouTube or on iTunes. If you want to let your voice be heard, email us at OnePiecePodcast at gmail.com. Skype or instant message us at OnePiecePodcast. Tell us what you think of the current happenings, and try to predict what comes next. If you want full coverage of this great incident, listen to the One Piece Podcast. Get ready for an all-new adventure. We are Maji. Okay, everyone, uh, the moment you've been waiting for, it's time to talk about the number one problem with four kids and that problem is existence little, the existence of little garden or the lack thereof. Uh, no the the existence of four kids is the main problem with oh, four kids yeah, i forgot that but sukento's number one problem is little garden want to go into that all right as we all know 
uh, the crew ended up stumbling upon Little Garden, the island of giants. Um, as we all know, we, we were introduced to Mr. Three, Miss Golden Week, uh, the two giants, and a continuation of the fight with uh, Miss... I think it was uh, Miss Valentine's Day. And Mr. And Five. Mr. Yeah. Mr. Five, yes. Uh, we also get to see uh, Usopp wanting to, wanting to achieve a goal, and that's reach the island of Elboff and become a great warrior of the sea. Very big and important later on. Oh, yeah. After, yeah. after we see... After everything is resolved, um, Nami becomes sick uh, because a bug has bitten her. And because it's an ancient type of bug, uh, she gets really sick and needs to see a doctor immediately. And it's important in the uh, Drum Island art. Exactly. Another, another thing is, during the fight with... Uh, Mr. Three, Mr. Five, Miss Valentine's Day, and Miss Golden Week. Uh, Sanji has been completely away from the battlefield the whole time. Nobody knew of his, Nobody knew that he was around. Um, so he stumbles upon Mr. Three's hideout, and he ends up talking with Crocodile over his uh, over his uh, Den Den Mushi, and in the same process. Uh, he ends up taking out the unluckies. Now, four kids completely skipped over this arc. None, none of the characters were brought were brought in. We don't meet uh, Mister Three or Miss Golden Week until well, we don't meet Mister Three until later on. Miss Golden Week doesn't <laughs> show up. <laughs> like, well, we see Mister Three. We discussed that earlier. Right. Oh, it's not Mr. Golden Week. It's and Mr. Mr. Three, we know, is a very important character. <laughs> yes. Very important to four kids as well. One of the things is Mr. Three is known for uh, being a calm tactician who planned his fights out uh, the way how, how he imagined in his head and also worked with uh, Miss Golden Week to back up his plans. Uh, he was pretty much a serious fighter. However... In the four kids dub, we all know he ended up becoming a guy who liked to throw puns around. He, and, he was, and do it damn well. <laughs> he was no, a comedian. Um, <laughs> a genius comedian. Yes. Waxy. He's so wacky. Yeah, so, waxy, waxy. Waxy. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's a very good joke. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we end up also missing the important details of uh, Sanji not being known to uh, to the Baroque works just yet. Mr. Prince and all that. Exactly. He yeah. uses, he uses the, the name Mr. Prince. And he even tells Crocodile something that's actually rather important. He tells him that he is off the Straw Hats and Princess Vivi. Of course, these details are... False. Uh, False. Not, not exactly in They're the just dub. whatever. <laughs> They're just not there. He just um, happens to be their undercover guy for no particular reason. <laughs> and and even then, uh, the unluckies just mysteriously disappeared. They they were never to be seen again in the four kids dub. 
So, and then we have Usopp's resolve. No, can't have Usopp being serious. Screw that. <laughs> well, yeah. and, and another another issue is Elboff is never brought up. Neither are the giants. Um, all gone. This is this is also, uh, if I remember correctly, this is also the final fight with uh, with uh, Mister Five and Miss Valentine's Day. Um, where they're both taken out with the work of Usopp, Karu, uh, Luffy, and whatnot, and Zoro as well. Um, we skip ahead a good, a good chunk of uh, arcs, and we're left with uh, any slobby, where everybody's charging in to, to try and rescue Robin. Uh, there are two giants that are guards for the, for the Navy, and they're, they have been told that if they don't do their job, then uh, Brogy and Dory are going to be executed. But, but the they prob- don't exist in the four kids, Dub. But the problem is, uh, in the original, they were never captured. Obvi- for obviously, it was, a, it, was a, it was a trick to get them to keep them there. And Usopp, of course, tells them about this, that they had met them, and even describes their laughs and whatnot, uh, which gets them pissed off at the Navy, and they go ahead and decide to work with the Straw Hats. Now, this would have presented a problem in the 4Kids dub, because, <laughs> as we all know, there was no, lo- there was no uh, Little Garden, there were no Giants. In fact, I don't even think 4Kids brought up the idea that there were Giants in the series. It was funny, actually. Like they cut out Laboon and all the little gardens, those two historics, but they were still in the four kids' merchandise. And, and the like thing is, the, those two arcs actually seem like one of the most kid-friendly arcs because they've got yeah. got giants and dinosaurs and oh, giant yeah. whales. I mean, as a kid, I feel like that would all be cool. And yeah, a giant, and a, and a giant, kids. and a whale. You know, I, I don't understand any of this. Well, here's. You know, my—I mean, first of all, there's there's more to it. We gotta get into Mister Three and the Grand Line Fever. Um, but you know, the the thing is, you know, it's one thing to cut out filler. It's one thing to change it so it's story material, but stupid. It's another thing to just cut out entire story material. I remember talking in 2006 to someone from Viz about what can we do to get a better version of One Piece. He didn't talk about how they made it crappy. He just talked about how unfortunate it was that they just changed the storyline. Yeah. And that's what they basically did. They didn't just make it, the storyline crappy. They just completely changed it. And yeah. Four kids, I think, if they had gotten to that point, they would have talked about those backstories. They just wouldn't, they would have just ignored that the Straw Hats knew about it. They would just ignore that and change it or something. They would have glossed over, but it still, it still sucks. And I think, uh, I think the reason they, they skipped them over, I heard the common theory is that, you know, by then they were desperate for ratings, so they wanted to get the chopper as quickly as possible because they thought, and you can tell, like, on their website, four kids kept promoting the crap out of Tony Chopper. They were hoping, oh, kids will like this character. He's merchandise worthy. Let's get them as had, quick as possible. He had uh, Pikachu's uh, voice actress. And yeah, the, and everything. And the... Yeah, I think four kids was banking us to get ratings, so they just wanted to skip these arcs that were somewhat, they, as they thought, were inconsequential to the plot. Right, you know, that's, they assume that's a thing. Four kids assumes like we can just edit as much as possible and it'll be fine. But they're making problems for themselves. I mean, all they're doing the opposite. They're making it unfine yeah. by making it so complicated yeah. and, and yeah, they're editing just, everything out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and do you want to go into the Grand Line Fever part then? Oh. Um, okay. As we all know, Nami got sick from an insect bite from an ancient insect. Uh. 
in the four kids dub, she just suddenly collapsed while they were on the middle of their journey. Apparently, she caught, I guess, something called Grand Line Fever. It's a big she problem was the, out there. And she's the only, she was the only one to get it. Yeah, uh, apparently she was the only one without uh, a, a working... Um, uh, w- immune system. I, I, exactly, immune system. Thank you. I immune, guess she, immune, I guess her immune system wasn't that strong. I guess those tangerines don't fight uh, scurvy well <laughs> enough, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Damn them. Yeah. Was that part at least left in, the scurvy part? Um, yeah, they, I think they did leave that in there. Yeah, they left, they, they left the scurvy in when I think uh, yeah, Johnny... That, and, that's good. At least yeah. they're teaching kids to have their uh, fruits and vegetables. Yeah, they, they, they want to do that. Four Kids was really crazy with the nutrition advertisements when they had that Saturday morning <laughs> block. They had they were crazy with them. And but they don't like dinosaurs and giant no. whales. Oh, oh and they, but I don't understand. They kept those characters in the merchandise and everything. Yeah. They like they like Luffy singing the American national anthem. Yes. Wait, when did that happen? Oh, oh you no. never seen it? No. You have to look it up one before you go to bed. Okay. Look up. Terrible. Look up. Uh, uh, four kids national anthem. Yeah, let's look it up when you're done. I, I um, am. I am the student in this uh, in this podcast episode because I have. Let's say um, I've accused myself of listening to most of the four kids dub because of things like this that I've heard about it. And when I get to watch clips that the ones that Sukento put out, I could see just how happy I am that I didn't have to put up with this. <laughs> oh, I didn't put up with it. I just once I, 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 you know, like I said in another podcast, like enough is enough. I'm putting my foot down. I'm not dealing with this anymore. I'm only going to read about I it online. I still think what's funny about it is that they're having like American Italian uh Japanese characters sing the national anthem. Hey, One Piece is as American as apple pie and guns. Oh God, yeah, that's the, they they want it. They they want to have you know. Not guns. Not Except guns. that you can't have guns. Yeah, exactly. It's squirt guns. Um, um, is there anything else with Little Garden? Uh, squirt yeah. guns that shoot bullets. Yeah. Anyways. Oh, Mister Three. Well, yeah. Keep going. Anyways, um, after after everybody lands on Alabasta, uh, <laughs> there. There's the whole uh, group meeting with Baroque Works, and Mr. Three uh, manages to come along. So we're introduced to Mr. Three in the four kids dub out of nowhere. He's bandaged up like like a mummy, and it's like, okay, why is this guy saying uh, jokes? Why does he look like death, basically? Um, and... And it's funny because he talks about how he saw the the Straw Hat crew and tried to stop them at Misty Peak. No, no, I'm sorry, not Misty Peak. Uh, but Rogue Town. Oh God! And it's like, wait, hold on. Baroque Works knew nothing of the Straw Hats at Rogue Town. So how the hell did that one happen? Oh my and, God! And it's <laughs> the sh- when, when when they when they see his ship. See the it's not that. Uh, is there something wrong with the mic? Huh? Uh, uh, sorry, sorry, we were getting something under the mic. Keep okay, going. Yeah. Uh, we're seeing that the ship is docked at Alabasta, but they're trying to play it off as uh, it's over at Rogue Town. So we get an inconsistency there. Right. I think they're expecting kids to fill in the blanks. No, I, I think they're just trying to confuse the hell out of us. Oh, <laughs> they're just you know the. Uh, go ahead. Go. 
No, they're, they're just they're just saying like, well, you know, I think they're saying, well, we don't have to explain it to viewers. They'll just assume that this is um, they'll just piece it together. They'll assume it, but they don't make they can digitally edit like a iceberg that way. They can't digitally edit the dock to make it look like it was in Rogue Town. What the hell? It, I don't know. And to make matters worse, we're given an explanation of the ranks of each of the Baroque Works members by Vivi, and she comments about Mister Three. And Miss Golden, I mean Miss April Fool's Day. Yeah, because <laughs> kids don't know about Miss Gold. Miss Go- Golden Week doesn't exist. That's true. And it doesn't. She does exist, and it's like Nami even makes a brief mention, like she knows who she is too. No, it doesn't exist in America. Just like how Christmas doesn't exist, but Groundhog oh, Day. Oh, oh, you mean the name? Okay, yeah. sorry, I, I, ha- I misunderstood that. I have the actual quote here. Nami uh, basically said, isn't she too young to be a creep? <laughs> what what does that even mean? I thought it was like, isn't that that creepy girl or something? Yeah, it's like, hold on, how, uh, who is this girl? How does Nami know her? Uh, what, did we miss something? Yes, yes we did. We <laughs> Maybe the moment I heard that, I was like, wait, Little Garden never existed, so how would Nami know of her existence? I think maybe four kids would have thought about maybe doing flashback episodes later on, but even if they did, it still wouldn't make sense because they cut it up enough. They changed the story. Well, they did that with Dragon Ball GT. Remember, it's like yeah. Well, Dragon Ball GT is stupid, but and it worked. It worked. I mean, I I don't like how they skipped the episodes. That was stupid, but at least it worked for them because at least you know you get to the good stuff. You know what's so funny about that is the fact that actually my first episode of GT and this was also the first GT proper on TV and DVD um, was episode seventeen, I think. It's a pan rescue. Whatever. I I, I just you know just. Thought it was the, funny. Yeah, I saw that clip of Mister Three, and I was thinking, like, they just threw this out of nowhere. And I was thinking, like, they set up Baroque Works to be this big time organization. Like, they, why would you know Mister Three be so up high in the ranks when they don't even show any evidence that he's high enough to be in the ranks? They show him off as an idiot that can't do his job. Then they explain what the job was. Yeah, this is this is so frustrating. <laughs> <laughs> but thank heaven we don't have it anymore. No. Yeah, I think I'm gonna. I think if I ever find those four kids DVDs, I'm gonna buy them as collector's items. I'm just gonna sit them up on my shelf, thinking like, "Oh, this looks. This would look nice in a in a candy store." Like that's that's the worst thing. I'm glad with the Funimation DVDs. They put you, a lot of good. You, sh- you actually should get them so we could play the audio and stuff from. Oh them. yeah, yeah. I, I I see those DVDs and I feel like I'm in a candy store with those, those photoshopped. They're like the they're like two bucks online, and they're yes. not gonna be available for much longer. So no, nope. as well, I guess. Yeah, I mean, so, I'd rather uh, everyone out there buy the Funimation DVDs. Though. It won't matter. No, they're not. Four Kids isn't going to make any money off those DVDs. Yeah, okay. Maybe toy. Maybe toy animation would. You know, no, then buy them. <laughs> yeah. So I guess is there anything else you can say, Sukanto? Uh, I guess the last one would be that it, it, Mr. Three being cut out also introduces another uh, plot hole where it's like, okay, Mr. Three comes back. Uh, a little During spoilery the, for those who haven't right. read the manga. I, yeah. I, won't, I won't say too much. I'll just say that he does show up again in the manga, and he's been arrested, but we don't see it at all for whatever reason. Yep. It's, and and the whole... But, I mean, that's in the cover stories, which I wish they animated those, but... I'm yeah. sure they will at some point. I'm, I'd be surprised if they don't, at least maybe by, by the time... the. 
TV series, series and ends, should. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, mean, I agree with you on that. And they used to like animate those little mini arcs. They used to, but I, I've, I stopped I've, at the Kobe arc. I've, no, like I talked to the director at Amex and he said, like, you know, it, it depends if we get in the fandom and if it's important to the storyline, but, you know, obviously Hachi's cover. Well, if you want to are... talk to your uh, toy guy about that, I would say that they should release it as, like, I guess a supplemental, like, in addition to episodes yeah. if they want it. Or yeah, like as the, filler, if they need filler time, they could always yeah, do that. No, yeah, or like the the Obahan time in the news thing, they could they could oh, do I that. Lo- I loved those. those they could fantastic. do it like that. But I mean, they're they're basically each road is giving them free fillers. I don't know why they don't use those. Yeah. Anyway, and, um, I want to add really quick. Um, the whole the whole plot hole with Mister Three. Yes. Uh, it's mostly on Luffy's side because in the Four Kids dub, he never met Mister Three. We only saw Mister Three. We only saw Mister Three in. It, when he's meeting up with Baroque Works and when Sanji beats the hell out of him. Right. That was pretty much it. Yeah. Luffy acts like he knows him. Yeah. Right. Well, Mr. Well, Luffy does know Mr. Three. <laughs> he's supposed to, but, yeah. you know, I guess kids could change his thing. I heard about you. You got those waxy pads. You could just act like <laughs> Yeah, four kids would have – they could change it, but they could change it easily. Like, and but right. the things that they did, they would change it in a way that's much worse than I would think would make sense to change it. Yeah. Oh god! And suddenly, yeah. I'm reminded of Mr. Two's. Uh, uh, your jokes are are filled with waxy buildup. <laughs> oh god! Okay. Yeah, they, even the, the, in the four kids version, the characters talk about how other characters' jokes are crappy. That's how bad they are. The other characters talk about the crappy they are, and then they make crappy jokes based on how they're crappy. And that is why Little Garden was the worst on one. I I, I agree with most of your list, definitely. Um. So is that it with Little Garden? Yes, that is everything. Okay, so um, we'll take another break. We'll round everything up. Talk about a Ed, little. I want to hear if Ed has anything to no, say. Ed, Ed, are you? Ed, Ed is Ed is long asleep. Yes. Aww. And when, and when no, he listens he was... to this podcast tomorrow, he'll be. Also, by the no. way, the audience out there, Ed's the creepy stalker guy. No, no he's Hang not. On. You're no, he's creepy. not. He didn't. He didn't exist. He was. He was cut out. We had to cut him out to get uh, closer to the ending. All right, because you know, we want. We want to. We want to get more viewers. We had to cut him out. Kids wouldn't like him. <laughs> he, he, I mean, he is. We, I mean, we replaced he, him with Chibi Goku, who's much more, was, yeah. um, much more I'm not, kind I'm to not the all that interesting. Don't say that. Okay, guys. No, um, so that's we're gonna, too quiet. Let, let's cut out the big crazy segment we had in the middle. I, I'm lying. We're just going to go to the ending now. Um, we'll put some clips and stuff in the middle here for Little Garden if we have them. Um, and... Once that's put together, it'll all make sense with my podcasting magic. So we'll be right back and we'll round things off. After escaping Impel Town, Monkey D. Luffy is going after his brother at the Marine Headquarters. He has brought with him a group of allies whose names spread fear throughout the planet. Join the One Piece podcast as we enter a new arc and a new adventure. Visit us online at OnePiecePodcast.com, on YouTube or on iTunes. Email us to tell us what you think will happen at OnePiecePodcast at gmail.com or instant message us on AIM or Skype at OnePiecePodcast. Every Sunday we bring you the information on the most recent chapter and episode as well as everything else you need to know about One Piece. Get ready for an all-new adventure. We are Maji. Okay, everyone, that has been the One Piece podcast with Zukento discussing the Four Kids um, release. Um, this is a special episode. This is going to be our first special. We're going to have a lot of them in September, probably. We'll see why later. 
Um, and we're gonna have probably one on uh, the abridged and parody series coming up pretty soon. Um, I want to thank Sukanto a lot uh, for doing this with us. It was great being here. Um, yeah. To run down everything, I'm just gonna run down it quickly. Um, Ted was the music, background music, ending and opening theme, etc. Nine was Luffy. Eight was uh, unnecessary editing. Seven were puns and jokes. Six were the brutal scene changes. Five were the poison suction cups. One! <laughs> uh, four were clumsy death edits, mostly sending people to the dungeon and such. Um, number three was a tie between Usopp and Sanji. Um, <laughs> number two was the Laboon arc, and number one... Oh, the Iceberg arc. The, I'm sorry, the Iceberg arc, or the Iceberg episode. Was it even an episode? Um, it, was, it was half an episode. Half, the, the half an episode iceberg arc. And the number one was little the Little Garden arc, or Mr. Three's Waxy Adventures. <laughs> <laughs> that was off the spot, I hate to say. Um, anyway, I want to thank everyone for joining this special, very, very, very long episode of the podcast. Um, thank you, Chibi Goku, for being on. <laughs> and thanks to Firecrash, as always, for being on. Yeah, and don't um, forget your lollipop, kids. <laughs> I, I wish we had Sketch and Ralbus on to do all the uh, oh, God. crazy stuff. They'll be on. It would have made it longer if he was here. Too. Well, we could, if do we, do more... with, we could do something with Sukento and then we could do a, a if we do mo- to this. Yeah. If we do more 4Kids stuff, uh, we'll Which definitely we not. Which we certainly will, since this was extremely informative so to someone yeah. who has not watched this. The, the dub piece people are really good at making fun of 4Kids, too. We gotta have them on as well. I mean, if I didn't have to go to bed, I would do this for another two hours. But oh, it's God. probably better that we end here anyway. Um, we'll do another episode probably of this. I would not be surprised if we did another one. Um, yeah. So... Remember, our normal episodes are on Wednesday night. Or they'll come out every Wednesday and Sunday. Um, you can c- contact us at onepiecepodcast at gmail.com. Our website is onepiecepodcast.com. Twitter us at twitter.com slash onepiecepodcast. We're on YouTube. Hopefully we'll put some of this on YouTube since it was originally supposed to go on there. At uh, youtube.com slash onepiecepodcast. Um, and you can check us out on Facebook and anywhere else we I need to I need to go and watch those four kids episodes because I I really don't have any. You should make... buy them and we could we could get yes. more into them. I'm gonna I'm gonna track them down when we I could, get more. We money. could do it on the review segment. Yes, yeah, so oh, we my... could like we could like all watch that once and like. Oh, I'd rather them. not again. Sukanto <laughs> <laughs> no, doesn't we'll have do to watch. We'll it. do it. We'll Sukanto endure the pain. It. Yeah, it's yeah, good yeah. to watch when you're drunk. I think that's what Alcon Alcon would take him back and just watch him drunk and say like, what. It's so terrible, but at least I'm going to make millions and billions of dollars in the end. Oh. It's, it's funny because during one of my videos, uh, an ad for, for what was coming up next showed up in one of the clips that I had shown there. That Bellamy one, right? Yeah. Uh, saying, uh, uh, saying I, I'm too damn cheap to, to actually pay for the DVDs, and there's no way in hell 4Kids is getting my money for it. Beautiful. Well, they're not going to get any money anymore. Yeah, I remember you put that there. I, I remember that, and I laughed at that. Um, Kids don't know how to read. Manga will never be successful in America. Oh, Thank you, Sanji, for setting us straight. Oh, I'm done. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, so uh, that is our first special episode, Not For Kids. Um, and we'll see you next time. Goodbye, everyone. Bye. Remember, kids, get fit, stay active, 
and catch us back on the Fox Box the next morning. Catch a brand new episode of One Piece. On the next piece. Bye, yes, on that. <laughs> yeah. Bye bye. Oh, I'm too tired to make four kids jokes. <laughs>